609 WGN. Hey, good morning. It's John Williams. Steve Cochran is away today. G's not here. Thank God Dave Ennett is. Good morning, Dave. (laughs) Johnny, good to have you. And the rest of the crew. I've done this a couple of times. It's been a while. And I hope things go well. I think we're in good hands. I'm looking at Joe. I'm looking at Cash. I think we're going to be just fine. We'll be fine. You're a veteran. You're a pro. But last night, my... My producer, Ella, she's on the air with me from 1 to 3. She mm-hmm. produces the show. You hear her voice once in a while. She's a singer in a band. They had their first gig last <gasps> night. Whoa. Did you go see? So she said, are you coming? I said, of course I'm coming. Then as I'm walking out for yesterday afternoon, Mary comes up and goes, hey, you got to do Cochran. Oh. So, <laughs> so 10.30 last night, I'm in a bar with a beer in my hand. Looking like the oldest guy in the bar with a beer in my hand and uh, listening to Elif sing. And you, you could have put the beer down. You know <laughs> yeah. that, right? Oh, how'd she do? That's so exciting. Yeah, she was terrific. It was just a half hour set, but it was a lot of fun. That's oh, great. That's cool. Yeah, we'll feature more of that, I guess, on our show. By the way, just a quick note about that. So they went through their set, and then at the end, the guy, the lead singer goes, Listen, Elif um, really wanted to sing a song on her own. Instead of just working with the band. So then it was Elephant Keyboards, a drummer, and a guitar player. And she just did her own little thing. And killed it! Killed it! Really? I'm Not like, Elif! What did she sing? Uh, it was a song that she wrote. Oh, a song she did. An original. all of a sudden, Elif, who's just a little larger than a, a paper cup, <laughs> just like... This voice just came out. And, and she's she so just, shy. She's I, so, you know. I had no idea. She slayed. I, I she just know. brought really? the house down. I looked at a couple friends and said, what's happening here? Here's what's happening here. The top six at six. Now for some more news. Ready? Welcome to the top six at six. What? On the Steve Cochran Show. That is great radio. This is your first look at what people, animals, and assorted fruits and vegetables <laughs> will be talking about today. Okay, let's go. Roland, we got a lot of ground to cover here. Two dead, three injured in a shooting at Southern California's high school. Authorities say 16-year-old gunman in critical condition after shooting himself. I guess that's the latest. I thought that he was uh, that he took his own life. The gunfire began around 7:30 at Saugus High School in the Los Angeles suburb of Santa Clarita. Authorities estimate the suspect took 16 seconds to pull out a 45. He shot five classmates. Two of them died. He turned the gun on himself. Illinois General Assembly adjourns without addressing Mayor Lori Lightfoot's request to overhaul taxes for Chicago Casino. Despite Lightfoot's day trip to the Capitol on Tuesday and long hours negotiating throughout the week, she could not round up enough support among Democrats to bring a proposal to the House floor. Lightfoot wanted changes after uh, after a consultant this summer described the tax structure as very onerous. It was like they knew they couldn't make money and she wasn't able to fix it. Three House, uh, number three, House Democrats are set to convene their second open impeachment hearing today, 9 o'clock this morning, with a witness expected to detail detail how the uh, shadow Ukraine policy run by President Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, went. The former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Maria Yovanovitch, was... uh, recalled from her post earlier this year, and today she testifies. Number four, I watched the video of this a bunch of times. Cleveland Browns defensive end Miles Garrett is facing suspension after ripping off and swinging his helmet at the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Mason Rudolph. He conked him in the head with that thing. He did. He did. It came down 
on his head with the, with the helmet. And he still stood, didn't he? I mean, then, then the quarterback stands up after he got conked in the head, and yeah. then another guy pushed him down. Yeah, then he got pushed down. Oh, by that's somebody. what happened. Are, are guys going to lose their jobs over that? Well, Miles Garrett, I think, is going to be suspended, should be suspended, probably for the rest of the year. You have I mean, not seen anything like this since the Pistons played basketball. I mean, it, it, or, was, a, it was a Donnybrook. Remember when Albert Hainsworth stepped on the guy's face? Yes. I mean, it's, you know, it has happened, so... And Number why f- did it start? Sorry. Number five, I'm getting the sprint. Days after Disney launched its streaming service, Netflix has announced a multi-year partnership deal with Nickelodeon. The announcement comes just days after the launch of Disney Plus, the streaming service that took plenty of kid-friendly content away from Netflix's platform and surpassed 10 million signups on the first day. And Jose Abreu accepted his one-year $17.8 million qualifying officer off offer for the club before Major League Baseball's deadline to either take it or pursue free agency. What does that mean? I, well, I accepted it, too, but they didn't <laughs> offer it to me. Offered. It means he'll be back with the White Sox in 2020. For just one for year? One, well, it's a one-year deal, He but he, he was a free agent, so he could have... Uh, chosen to test the market. But didn't they say he's going to finish his career? Doesn't everybody want him to stay? I think, well, he said that he would re- he would sign himself back with the White Sox if they wouldn't sign him. That's our top six at six. Now we need Lou's first That's call. today for the top six at six. Come on! John Williams in for Steve Cochran. Lou Manfredini will do his Saturday show tomorrow. We'll take Lou's first call. We'll preview it right now. 312-981-7200. Free advice for you. Call right now. Hello. It's time to You're on Lou's first call. Hello. Lou's first call is sponsored by Gilkey Windows, Chicago's only family-owned direct-to-consumer window manufacturer. At 619. Hi, Mr. Fixit. Good morning. Well, this is a treat. Good morning. Hey, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Nice to be with you this morning. Well, Lou's first call, 312-981-7200. By the way, Lou, um, selling some salt uh, this week, are you? Oh, my gosh. It is crazy how much uh, ice melt and uh, uh, car brushes. A lot of people forgot. You know, nobody was ready for this. Nobody, people take, do you take the car brush out of the car in the summer months? (laughs) No. No, you don't? I do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, right? I do. I want some more yeah. space in there. i got to keep a place for the baseball bat. I leave mine in there all the time. You yeah. do? We live in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> it could snow in July. I know. Look at this. We had no fall. Well, Come where on. do you put it? If I take it out, then we'll hit that snow in November, and I'll go, ah, where is it? Yeah, yeah. but just one snow, and then by the second one, you'll know. Right. You'll get it right by that by this time, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's. I think it hit everybody by surprise. I'll tell you quite honestly, a lot of stores, uh, both the big boxes and even the hardware stores, were just getting their supplies in, and some stores got caught. Uh, uh, you know, not ready, which is unfortunate. I don't want the neighborhood sound like some boomer dude, but I <laughs> sent Lou a text yes, over the last twenty four hours, and I said, "What are the rules about shoveling your sidewalk in front of a building?" Because on my way to the L, I go through this frozen sea of ice. And whoever owns that building, they don't fix it. And I want to sue those people. Yeah, because you're Mr. Litigator. I'm not, but right. I, I just think it is so, it's being such a bad neighbor. It's. Uh, I think part of the ordinance is you have to shovel, but there is not, to the best of my knowledge, anything about using ice melt. And so the problem with this particular snow, because it came down so quickly and it had it was rain first, it froze 
the snow hit, the ground wasn't ready, and it's really problematic. I'm the same thing. I walk the dogs at night and around the, a, a couple blocks at night, and it's, uh, uh, you know, you go from people to do their job and then people that don't. And uh, for anybody, a uh, slip and a fall, not a good thing. You, sh- you yeah. shovel your walk, Dave? I well, yeah. I don't have much of a walk. I have a driveway, and he's got that, that huge, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, that that yeah. that, that uh, ranch that he lives on. Yeah. So, so he takes the horse from the front <laughs> and the carriage. Yeah, I get the cow hands to come out, and he takes the us. Surrey with the fringe on top but, and but, goes in the back. <laughs> yes, I do. But you know what? They had the sign outside our building yesterday. Uh, they falling have the sign-up for falling ice. Yeah. I mean, it's, usually you see that in January, February. I was looking for falling ice and walked into a bus, you know, <laughs> as you're going down the street. And I know, like, three people that have fallen already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. I literally call that Lou Cairo, the guy that does commercials on our radio station, GWC Injury Lawyers, 312-9999. I called him, and I said, I, you know, I haven't slipped yet, but... Are I, you busy? Do I have any... Uh, do I have an actionable thing here? And he said, you don't. That if, if uh, somebody doesn't shovel and it's icy like it is they haven't done anything wrong that you have no legal action against them the city can find them but you don't have a case to sue them katie's in manuka good morning katie you're on wgn how are you hi good john it's so nice to hear you in the morning Uh, likewise uh you know i spent a lot of time in manuka i was at the football game last friday I know. I heard that on your show that you uh, you came down to watch your nephew, right? Uh, yeah, he was in the marching band. Thank you for noticing. So what can we do for you today? Well, I have a question. Um, in my daughter's bathroom, we just have like a normal shower unit. Um, you pull the little thing where the water comes out and then the shower engages. But when I do that, after about like two minutes, there is this high-pitched whistling that happens. And sometimes if I fiddle with that little... Um, I don't know, that little stick that comes up and engages the shower, it will stop, but it's like nonstop from then on. Like, you've just got to constantly fiddle with it. So I don't know if I need to replace a part or something, but looking for advice. I just fixed this very problem in a a shower at, uh, at a rental property that I own. It's one of two things that's happening. That whole thing about fiddling with the spout, many times the sound comes from a spout and that that rubber gasket that engages the shower. The next time you're in the shower and it makes this uh, sound, to see if it's the spout, I want you to take your hand under the spout and grab it so you're sealing all the water, so no water comes out of the spout. If the howling goes away, then we need to replace the spout. And that spout does one of two things. It either unscrews... Or when you have your hand on the bottom of it and you go towards the tile, the wall of it, you'll feel a little uh, hole in the bottom of the spout. And there's an Allen wrench in there that you'll loosen. And then the whole thing slides off and there's like a copper pipe. And you go to the hardware store and say, I'd like one of these, please. And, And you replace it with that. If the howling does not stop... Then it's calcification in the shower head, and so you want to do one of two things: you can remove the shower head and replace it with a new fancy one. You said this is your daughter's shower. Yeah. They now have shower heads that have L- like an LED light show that you can put on there. Oh which gosh, you may think is pretty I'm cool. I so love it, and it's <laughs> yep. pretty inexpensive. You can get it at Ace, and if you did that, the howling will go away. Or you can take that existing one and soak it in a container of CLR and water overnight to get all the calcification off of it, clean it all up, put it back on there, and I bet the howling goes away. 
How about that? Awesome. How about awesome. that? Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, Katie, are, they pl- are you going to the game? Do they, they play f- tonight or tomorrow? Manuka versus Brother Rice, I think it is, isn't mm. it? Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be able to attend because I got little babies at home, so I got to stay home with the babies, but Good luck to Manuka. Yeah, thanks for that. Well, unless you're a Brother Rice fan, then good luck to a Brother Rice. But, uh, <laughs> no, Manuka all the way. Yeah, thank you for the call. All right, thanks. Okay, that's uh, Lou's first call, by the way. And by the way, Lou, um, I wasn't feeling well the other day, and I went to see the doctor, and he said he thought it was a case of calcification in my shower head. <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging up on you now. He said I should soak my head in some CLR. I thought, oh, my God, this is such a coincidence. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Fix-It. Goodbye. Uh, listen for... <laughs> Listen for Lou Manfredini. He'll be on Saturday morning at 6 a.m. here on WGN Radio. Right around the corner from WGN Radio News, where's Steve Cochran today? Steve is, uh, was the end of the weather? Did, uh, yep. did he slip on some ice or something like that? <laughs> he didn't tell me anything about slipping on any ice, but uh, yeah, he is not feeling well today. I'm not a person to go around suing folks, but when I saw that ice frozen, and I just thought it would have taken nothing to come through with yeah. a shovel and just clear this stuff off, throw a little salt down there. Yeah, and and it really, you do have to be careful. I mean, Steve and I have talked about it. last year. We both wiped out on ice. The number ice. of people last year who did that here at this radio station, yeah. many yeah. of them agile, young, and fit athletes. A lot of broken spills. arms, shoulders, it was like, hands. It was a crash. Tailbones. Lou's first call was sponsored by Gilkey Windows, independently verified to be one of the country's most energy efficient windows. WGN, John Williams, and for Steve Cochran. Is it universally agreed upon that? There's an episode or two or five, the greatest friends episodes of all time. Like everybody would go, oh, yeah, well, it's the one or it's the this one or it's the that one. Right. Yeah. I think there are some that I think you would get a, a consensus on. Probably. I well, mean, I, they don't come quickly to my mind, but I think I'm sure. Uh, well, I wonder if Morgan Kochmeyer, she's going to join us in the next half sure hour. I wonder if she, her episodes will line up with with Joe's or Dave's or Mary's mm-hmm. or anybody else's. I have not watched much Friends. Me either. I haven't watched it since it went off the air. <laughs> I never liked the show. <laughs> you guys are crazy. Oh, no, I That's like one of the show. greatest shows of all time. It's, it's a good show. But I used to listen to it. My wife would watch it while I was going to sleep, so I memorized the dialogue. Oh, no kidding. That's yeah, a funny yeah. way to consume yeah. it. It's fun to look at with the volume off, too. Beautiful people, great show, and still very funny. It holds it up, that's for yeah. sure. Morgan, what are your favorites? We'll find out. Lovely sunrise over the lake in Chicago. John Williamson for Steve Cochran. Good morning. Steve's away. He'll be back on Monday. I'll miss my 1 to 3 show today, and I'm not on, on Saturday this weekend either because of Northwestern Wildcat... Football or foot? It's football, hockey. Yeah. Which one of the? No, we have. Weekend? We have both going right now: football and basketball. I want it's them to football. do three sports at the same time, and you to do all of them. Do a hockey game, do a football simultaneously? game simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to me some weekends, Dave, like you are. I thought, wait, he he did. He, how often do you do two sports in the same weekend? You know, it it lasts well. Next weekend we have Friday and Saturday games: basketball mm-hmm. Friday, football Saturday. Yeah. I've done them both on the same day. That's always a challenge, but it's fun. Morgan Korkmeyer's uh, Korkmeyer. Korkmeyer's going to uh, give us her, what is it, top six all time on the 25th anniversary of Friends. First episode, she's going to give us their, um, uh, her six favorite episodes of Friends. I was looking, we talked about this on our show last Saturday, the 100 best TV shows of the 2010s. So say of the last decade, you know, we're getting close to that now. Um, what were the best shows of the last 10 years? And whenever they do a list like this, they're doing it just to make me angry because I'll say, oh, I can't believe that something is on. What would you guess was the number one best show of the last 10 years? Mary, you want to play? 
Uh, sure. I'm trying to think. Breaking Bad is number one. Oh, oh of course. Of course. Joe, what would you guess? Yeah, that was the one I was going to guess. Uh, what else has been good in the last 10 well, years? Game mm. of Thrones. Game, this, is, this is exactly the point. Game of Thrones, number 30. And you oh, know why? Really? Because, because of the last episode. They demoted oh. it. Wow. Because people were ticked off. They weren't happy with the way that thing resolved itself. Oh. Which, if I'm Game of Thrones, I'm thinking, wait a minute. All I gave to you people, that show was the decade, because you'd have to wait years in between episodes sometimes. That was it. But they said people were so ticked at the last few episodes that they said, yeah, maybe number 30. Not so much. How about that? Number two they have is Mad Men. I was just going to say Mad Men. You get no argument for me on that No, that's my number one answer. Yeah. Love that show. Atlanta is number three on AV Club's list. I never saw that. Parks and Rec is number four. You know, because that's got a cult following, too. I mean, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec in the office, I think. Especially among like our kids' age, John. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. they're great shows. They're very funny shows. I know. It's funny, though, because Game of Thrones is this gigantic thing. And then Parks and Rec is a, a swell sitcom. Yeah. But really <laughs> great stars, a really good show. Yeah. A lot of characters spun out of that, too. Their opening about- theme is my uh, ringtone on my phone. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Number five on their list is The Americans. Oh, That's yeah. a really and good that's show. That's a really good show. Right up to the very end. Um, six, the good place. You know, I tried to get into the good place. I just couldn't. Yeah. It's such a know. clever show. It, it talk, is very clever, talk, but I don't it, know what it is. It I, teaches us how to cuss on TV or radio. Yeah. I mean, it's got some of the funniest ways to get around that. Really clever show, but really, was that the sixth best no. show of the last ten years? Isn't the Big Bang on there? The Big Bang is, but it's uh, it's Mary. I got into a fight with you over the Big Bang. I don't think the Big Bang deserves to be in the top hundred. No, I don't I like never it. Never got into that. No, show. I didn't either. But I, everybody else. Did, it seems. What about two and a half men? It's on all the time. Yeah, no kidding. Men, 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 Bob's men. Burgers is eight. Thirty Rock is nine, and Fleabag is number ten. And that's only been that's on. Too new. Yeah, no, this yeah. is. Yeah, I'm surprised Thirty Rock made the list. I didn't I make, think that it was uh, older than uh, ten years old. Um, that's uh, the last ten years, according to AV Club. You can look it up and fight with your friends. John Williams in for Steve Cochran. Sunshine today, up to forty. It's a beautiful morning watching the sunrise. You got to admit, Dave, it's not fun getting up as early as you guys get up but watching the sunrise on lake michigan wow you know we're spoiled here this is a beautiful studio it makes getting up at this ungodly hour that we get up worthwhile uh morgan kochmeyer's up over at channel nine morgan good morning how are you today stand by i got to turn you up and morgan is on that one hi morgan good morning how are you good how are you guys Pretty good. So, are you? Are you, does everybody know at Channel Nine that you're the big Friends fan? <laughs> I think by now they do. Yeah, it's the only show I really know. Twenty five years of Friends, and you are doing a mini marathon special. Your six favorite episodes, right? I am. Yeah. So every Saturday night we have Saturday Night with Friends now on WGN. So this one, this Saturday is um, the ones Morgan loves. The so it's my Morgan top loves. favorite, my six favorite. Six favorite episodes of Friends. It's a three hour presentation. So. So they're going to run them just straight through, huh? Yeah, and I'll pop in and out with um, tidbits, trivia, things you didn't know, maybe, um, and then reasons like why I love them so much. Well, I have your six episodes in front of me, but has this been publicly revealed? Have you, you told do. everybody what no, they are? No, I didn't know anybody had them. <laughs> <laughs> so can I say, or should I not, Should I bite my tongue on this here? I don't know. Maybe we should just give a hint or two. Well, that's up to you. Like, I, Here's what I did, though. I looked at Mashable to see what they said, and you know other websites, because people have their lists out. Oh. And yours jibes about half of them are what you know 
Rotten Tomatoes or Mashable or other people say, yeah, those are the best episodes of all time. And then a couple of years are outliers, which is a good thing, I think, right? Yeah, and I think even even our early morning team was trying to guess, and they guessed those kind of um, very well-known ones like Smelly Cat and um, the Pivot episode. And I tried to make sure I picked ones that maybe people weren't going to guess right away and be super familiar with. Well, is your number one a home run like everybody's going to go, yes! Thank you! <laughs> Best episode ever! I hope so, right? That's the idea. <laughs> I do it every time. Yeah. Um, well, give me one, help me out here a little bit. Like, uh, give me one that would surprise us and then one that's real obvious. Ooh, um, I think a real obvious one, one of the lines would be see, he's her lobster. And that one's probably one a lot of people will guess or know. Aww. And then maybe one that people... I know. I still say it. Joe, well done. Well done, sir. Um, and then the, maybe the not as obvious one would be, um, they don't know we know, they know we know, is wow. one of the lines that yeah. I, I crack up at all every through time. That. She you went know, right through that. Forget about episodes. You could just do three hours of lines from <laughs> your friends. Sadly, I could. And I'm, I'm partially proud and partially embarrassed of that. I mean, there's some <laughs> movies that I think a lot of us go, okay, I can quote all the great lines from... Christmas Vacation or something like that. Sure. And then, but Friends as a TV show has populated our vocabulary a lot. Seinfeld did that too. But those two shows, if you think about all of the things that we would drop into a casual conversation came from those shows, there's a lot of them, right? Yeah, and I was so young when it came out, but I watched it as a kid because my parents watched it. And then I revisited it as an adult, and now my husband and I watch it all the time. And that's what Dave was saying. The kids, I mean, it's yeah. got it's yeah. uh, the next generation's coming through. Yeah, yeah, even now. Yeah, it's interesting. Who's your favorite character? Oh, this is so hard. I feel like it changes all the time. Um, I love Ross. Ross is like an underrated, funny character to me. He's a Northwestern guy, by the way. Joe. Oh, is he? I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. David uh, Schwimmer. And then I I always want to be Rachel, but I think in reality I'm a little bit more Monica. So <laughs> I have to say I love Is that Rachel. how that works? Yeah, that's how that works. It's funny, though, because I was looking at the top 15 again on Mashable, mm-hmm. and r- episodes around Ross are a lot of them. Uh, Ross gets high. Ross is fine. Ross is tan. Uh, I was looking at some of the screen grabs from Ross is tan. Very funny. The, Very bright, funny. the bright white teeth, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, let's see here. They're just working the, the, uh, Joey's new brain is their number three. Oh, really? A lot of the ones that they liked, like in the, the top five mm-hmm. are when various characters finally hook up or get together. Okay. If there's a wedding in anybody's future, that's evidently friends fans favorite episodes you know i have a wedding one too and it's probably not the one people would think but yeah. it, it, it's one of my top favorites i see okay so now you're gonna now will you be live on or will you like be taking calls or reading text <laughs> messages well i'll be like? at home probably watching it on my saturday night like i always do um no it's not live we taped it a couple of weeks ago so that it's all set to go but yeah I'm, i mean i'll be watching along too and i'm sure i'll be online and on twitter and all that you know this is something that you're just making me think of do you remember once upon a time when there were video stores and you'd walk oh, through yeah. the video store and you'd get a VHS tape? And you always had a balance when you went to go check out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you also had to, like, th- that felt like such a responsibility because mm-hmm. I'm bringing home the movie that everybody, and then you show it to your wife or your kids and they go, really? You yeah. got that? I've already uh-huh. seen that. Or uh, if it's not a good movie, you felt like you made the thing and it was a bust. And uh-huh. you just felt, so you had a sense of ownership mm-hmm. of people's entertainment for that episode or that night. So you, I'm wondering if you're feeling a little of that too, right? You know, I wasn't until right now. <laughs> I guess I just 
I think all this, I think they're all so great and funny that I feel like, how can you not sit there and laugh? But yeah, I guess now I'm a little nervous. <laughs> By the way, can I ask you a weather question? Sure. So what is it, 40 we're going to get up to today? Uh, upper 30s, I think, yeah. Yeah. And it's. I think the average high for today or this time of year is like 49 yeah, or something. Yeah, it's 49.50, so way below it. Yeah. And is there any reason for this? Why is why have we had this cold spell so early? Uh, you know, we get into these patterns. This one does feel like it came early and long, right? Um, it's just a weather pattern that we got to get through. Arctic air pushing in. And the forecast then for this uh, weekend is not too bad, though, right? Not too bad. Sunday looks, uh, I feel like every day this week we look at Sunday, it looks a little worse and a little worse. So I do think we get into some maybe little rain snow in the morning and then mostly rain showers because we should be close to 40 Sunday. And then we might end that with a little rain snow as well in the evening. Okay, we'll follow Saturday's that. better. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, if I had to pick one, I guess I'd pick that. Saturday Night with Friends, the mini marathon, the ones Morgan loves, featuring you, and that's six episodes, and that'll be tomorrow night starting at 6 o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. Join in, join in and watch in with me. Thanks, Morgan. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you guys, too. Thanks for having me on. Have a good weekend. Good weekend for football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, if, if it's going to Sunday's not going to be great, sit around. Watch what do you mean games. Sunday's not going to be? Oh, weather-wise, weather yeah. Wise. I thought that was a preview of the Bears game. Yeah, because the Bears are playing. <laughs> Sunday might not be great. <laughs> um, so, you know, Mary asked a little while ago, this video, that if you haven't seen yet, you were going to. And it's a because you haven't seen one of these in a while. Uh, an NFL fight where guys are throwing punches and helmets come off. A guy looks completely naked on an NFL field, on a football field with his helmet off. He looks very vulnerable. What got this fight going? They ran a screen pass, and, you know, it's the end of a game. Steelers and the Browns. Steelers and the Browns. Steelers run a screen play, and then all of a sudden, I'm not sure what particular... Uh, what's what sparked him? He was it was pretty the quarterback much. Quarterback is was right along the sideline. The quarterback almost gets yeah. sacked. Well, which on a screen, that's what you're you're trying to. He gets hit, and the guy keeps hitting him after the pass is thrown. It right. kind of takes him down and he doesn't got, release. So him, he by got the way. thrown down. Rudolph got thrown down by uh, Larry Ogachobi of the um, of the Browns, and then all of a sudden. Uh, the pouncey got got involved in it. The the Steelers center, and then then you what what it evolves into is Miles Garrett grabbing the helmet the of face Mason mask. Rudolph, yeah, the, face mask, the face mask, but ripping the helmet off of uh, the quarterback Rudolph, and then he he t- raises it high in the air and comes down and hits Rudolph in the head with. It. I mean Rudolph really is and hit fortunate. him in the head. And hit him in the head, but I mean, it could have been conked him out. Absolutely, his agent issued a statement this morning saying this could have been catastrophic. It really could have could have killed him. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, if you think about, it, I don't want to exaggerate. His, takes right on the face mask, yeah. rips the helmet off his head, then takes it like a weapon and slams it into yeah. his head. And, and see, here's here's a guy. Miles Garrett has denied that he's a dirty player, but but if you look at his track record, I mean, this this isn't a, he's he. Probably has had he's had multiple roughing the passer calls and they're not pretty. I mean, he ended the season of the uh, Jets quarterback Trevor Simeon on a Monday night this year. Now sometimes guys get hurt. It's not necessarily because it was a really? penalty, but but still, I mean, he's he's 
said, I'm not a dirty player, but then you see something like this happen. But when they were in that little scrum where he goes after the quarterback, the quarterback then doesn't like the fact that he stuck with the, the hit right. longer than he thought so he should. So then he kind of pushes his helmet, yeah. and his helmet right. comes jar, and then he's like, wait, are you getting to my helmet? And then he just and then he goes off yeah. the chain. He just completely loses. But I mean, still, that's, that's not a fair fight, because the quarterback isn't going to do any harm to him. WGN Radio News is right around the corner. The news is next. It'll be in the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom, sponsored by First. (laughs) Am I supposed to say who it's sponsored by? It doesn't say that on here. Okay, news is next on WGN. Thanks. Have a great rest of the day. Go Cats. 709. WGN, John Williams in for Steve Cochran. Maybe this will help, Dave Bennett. Maybe if we get a different voice doing the Friday show, it'll go better for the Wildcats this weekend. Well, I think I think Coach would try anything at this point. Morning, Coach. How are you? John Williams in for Steve. How are you today, sir? Hi, buddy. How are you, Mr. Cat? Good morning. Yes, uh, I will try anything. I called Serrano last night. He didn't answer, though, so he must be busy with somebody else. So, uh Let's just go play good football and win. <laughs> Going to have uh, 39 degrees and clouds tomorrow. Not bad for football weather. Um, you know, I was wondering, Coach, the season has not been the season you guys hoped it would be. What do you tell the kids before a game like this? What are you saying to the kids these days? Well, you know, first of all, uh, we've got a lot of guys that are out. So we have some first-time players, and uh, guys that are getting their first college experiences here and, and really challenge them to improve, you know, to take – these opportunities in practice and these games to get better. Um, you know, they're the future of the program. Uh, for some of the guys, uh, as I told them about a month ago, the future is now. And uh, they need to grow up and, and, and start playing the way they're capable of. I thought we took some positive steps last week. Um, but uh, some inopportune turnover and then, you know, some, some tough calls and missing a field goal made it really difficult to win a really close game at the end. So, uh, had the guys practice the fight song uh, on Tuesday. We haven't done it in a while after a win, so I figured we'd need to practice that. And, oh, that's uh, funny. Yeah, yeah, just stay relentlessly positive, you know. Um, you know. We've battled through a bunch of stuff this year. There's no excuses. We have to be exponentially better. I believe we will be without a shadow of a doubt in my mind uh, in the future, but uh, we want to send our seniors out the right way and finish uh, finish the season strong here. Yeah. Well, you got two games at home. UMass, uh, the Minutemen, come in tomorrow to play. Is it tough to to play a game like this when you're used to playing not only Big Ten games but divisional games at this time of year? Yeah, you know, last year I, I think it would have been a challenge if you if you sub out uh, you know UMass for Notre Dame. Uh, I right. think it would have been a challenge with a team that was playing uh, you know to its potential and. Uh, you know, right in the thick of, of getting ourselves into a championship year uh, with a team that's been scuffling like we've had this year and not executing um, and not taking care of the ball and taking it away. I, I, I don't care who we play. I just want to win. <laughs> I want to win for morale. I want to win for our seniors, our guys, you know, our students, our fans, and uh, and then finish the season strong with a great team coming in next week and then our rival uh, uh, the following week on Thanksgiving week. So, uh you know, just excited. We've tried to stay really positive as a staff. Uh, your sidekick has been out to practice, Dave, and, and he knows. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the staff has been won a lot of games and, and uh, won a lot of championships, and uh, some of some of our seniors that are still playing. So disappointed for those guys, but uh, we're going to be back. I promise you that. You got a. Uh, you mentioned a bunch of young guys. We saw some of them last week. You have. There's a rule now, John, where. 
the freshmen can play uh, four games, up to four games, and still maintain their eligibility. You, you've had a bunch of those guys that you've kind of given a taste of Big Ten uh, college football to this year. Hey, any idea yeah. how, ma- how many that's been so far? Yeah, well, we're we're just about through everybody uh, except for maybe a couple of offensive linemen. And, uh, you know, God willing, we play well enough. Those guys will get some reps tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, it's a great rule. It gives the guys an opportunity to really see kind of where they're at and what they need to do and how hard they need to work in the off season. And then it adds depth. I mean, that's when we first started uh, this rule uh, to potentially change it and, oh, maybe a decade ago. American Football Coaches Association Board of Trustees, we looked at it from a health and safety standpoint of having opportunities to continue to register guys to help them all graduate uh, and then have uh, access to our entire rosters. You know, as you get to November, you get a, you get some guys dinged up. I've never had more guys dinged up than this year. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, been crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's been wild, but, uh, you know, so that gives you an opportunity to still compete. Well, here's my wish for you guys. Get through this game. I mean, we'll just run up 50 points on these guys. Offense explodes. And then you've got all that momentum. Two big games to finish the season. And it would be a nice consolation to the season if you took it to Illinois and to uh, Minnesota. Yeah, let's get the Minutemen first. I hear you. I'm with you. I, like that. I, I like that plan. Uh, <laughs> That's I my like plan. plan. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll come back next Friday and the Friday after that if you can do it, okay? <laughs> hey, I'll go all, I'll go all in on that. I promise you that. So, uh, Have a good Appreciate everybody. Have a good thanks morning. Have a good game. Win. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Coach thanks. Pat, go it's uh, 714. Go Cats. Don't cut him off yeah, before I, he I, says, I, go I, Cats. I, I, coach, are you still there? <laughs> I think we had to go. He got it. We had to go. He got it. Go Cats. 714. My bad. You can tell I don't do this every day. Go Cats. <laughs> Months after 9-11, a pound of cyanide found in a CTA tunnel. The man responsible, Dr. Chaos. Now he's out of prison, chasing chaos. WGN-TV investigates next week at 9. Talk on the radio, John. It's a seven eighteen. Dave, you know that I don't know this format that well. You got to. You can't just leave me I was, hanging. I, I'm sorry. I, I should have said. Like, you were actually. And now here's smiling. John Williams. You were smiling. Going, I wonder how long before he notices that this is the radio show that he's hosting. You were just casually putting your headphones back on. <laughs> There's no urgency. I want to see that urgency. You know, I listen to this show. I don't do it that often, and it I just know. dawned on me. Oh, I'm actually doing the show right now. You are. The um, uh, we're still good, getting used to it in the booth. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Seven eighteen now on WGN Radio. So uh, I've got a couple of minutes here, right? Is that the the plan? Later today, downtown Chicago at City Hall, they're going to have the big pot lottery. Have you been following this at all? So. They've got seven different districts, I think it is, in Chicago where they're going to be able to sell recreational marijuana. And the question is, who's going to get the licenses to sell marijuana in those spots, in those parts of town? There's about 18 or 19 companies that are vying for the opportunity to have those retail spots. But there's limited seven districts. So they're putting all of their cards into like a big bozo drum and they're going to turn it and then they're going to pull it out and if you're the first one then you get first dibs on where you want to open up your pot shop in chicago recreationally and then they got about a year to get it all approved and up and running but you'll hear that on the news later this week what should they use instead of like the bozo drum i mean there should be something sort of 
some sort of metaphor. I know, right? Like um, brownies or something. <laughs> something, like that, right? uh, yeah. You pull a slip. Something out of more a, appropriate. A baked brownie. Uh, I never smoked pot. I'm not. And in the close, I was always an advocate. I was always an advocate for. Yeah, we ought to legalize marijuana. Stop putting people in jail. Tax it. Take the revenue. All of those sorts of things. The closer we get. To January 1st, the more I'm like, oh, be careful what you ask for. Now I'm getting this queasy feeling. I'm not sure that I like the idea so much. And everybody tells me, relax, it'll be fine. But I just have this image of pot shops on the Mag Mile or in my neighborhood, and I, and I don't like the feeling of that. In states where it's legal, they say they're not eyesores. You know, there aren't trashy people hanging around there. There's not a big crime problem around there. It's okay. Relax. But that's just where my head is these days. So now when they pull this thing out, everybody is celebrating it. And I'm like, holy cow, here we go. It's actually going to happen, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, Colorado, case in point, they've survived. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and maybe benefited from it. Although that's the other thing that worries me just a little bit. Like, okay, maybe we'll make a little bit money. Mm-hmm. from this but are we also um you mean like the lottery uh yeah there have been a lot of times when we promised ourselves oh trust me this will be great you know let's sell the parking meter sell the skyway thumbs up everybody and i'm thinking okay we're going to get some money but are we going to be buying ourselves more problems than this is worth with kids getting more access to it or or whatever the heck else is going to go on i don't know i don't know maybe it'll all be swell so they're going to find out who wins the pot lotteries in uh, Chicago downtown. But you can't just go and put your business card in, right? I mean, you have to... <laughs> like, John Williams can't walk into City Hall today. Uh, the first people that get access to it are the people that already have the medical dispensary. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's not you and it's not me. Okay. And then the other thing that's open up, I know you guys talked about this earlier in the week today, but today is the grand opening of that 35,000-square-foot Starbucks. The roastery or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It. Weren't they doing the free coffee today? Was that... Oh, Today that, or was is, it yesterday, Dave? Uh, maybe, Do you remember it was at 2 o'clock or something? Boy, I'd miss that if they were handing out free coffee. They they yeah. were, and it was, uh, yeah, for a couple hours. And, and, and she yeah, was, was upset. She was very excited about it. No, she was upset it was too late for her, well, 2 o'clock. Right. <laughs> she wanted her coffee early. <laughs> Five stories high, 35,000 square feet. Blair came and gave it a great review in the paper, said it's just lovely, lovely to look at. Um, here's the price for an espresso. If you go to the Starbucks just down the street, it's a buck fifty-five. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's just a buck fifty-five. That's what it said in the paper. At the roastery, it's going to be four dollars and fifty cents. Um, you know, if you go down the hall, the espresso <laughs> is free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a free coffee machine here at this radio. Makes station. everything. Makes everything you need. You know, we don't have a real barista there. Barista. Hey, Joe, you're on WGN Radio. What can we do for you? Good morning. Hey, John, with this lottery for the uh, marijuana kind of gives a new meaning to the phrase potluck, huh? Hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. Do you, guys, do you guys have a rim shot here on the Steve Cochran show? If if I can find it, you call back. Very Nick well said. Nick has one. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Well, have a good day. Yes, exactly. Take care. There it is. Have a good day. Never call here again. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of intrigued by that uh, Starbucks store. Maybe we should send someone over to, uh, what time is it open? Uh, is it open yeah, now? It's got to be open, open right? by now. I'll head over there. Open for you know, the other morning. thing that's intriguing oh, yeah, to me. We'll never see you again. Joe, you can't leave. And, it has a compl- <laughs> and they've got a bar there. They're serving uh, not only you know baked goods, but I guess 
alcohol. I'll definitely yeah. head over there. Yeah. And they have like a gift shop and all kinds of stuff. You know, it you strikes, do some Christmas shopping. It there. sounds to me like Italy, what Italy is to Italian food, mm-hmm. this is to coffee. I can't believe maybe this will be successful, but at the end of the day, it's a coffee shop. You're going to go in. You cannot spend $500 there. You could have spent $500 a crate and barrel. The most you're going to spend there is 10 bucks. Right? Are you a coffee Are you drinker? Kidding? You can well, buy a lot of stuff there. You like what? Hats, t-shirts, yeah. Sweatshirts. Don't they have like food too? Doesn't Starbucks have enough of our money? I am it, yeah. no anybody that's, that's on my Christmas list. You are not getting something with Starbucks. Well, you just <laughs> mentioned a four fifty espresso, yeah, right? Right. So right. you sell enough of those, you're going to do okay. Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, I drink coffee in the morning. I drink coffee all day long. Uh, this is a scooter on line one in Cicero. Morning, scooter. How hey, are John, you? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. What's on your mind? Hey, John, I've been in Las Vegas a couple of times since the marijuana went legal, and the emporiums there, they are, John, like high-class places going into. One, one guy, the guy's with a tuxedo in front, and the lounge you wait in is very elegant, and they're very, very well done, and, and they're in the front of the stores are really nice. So if you're worried about, you know, anybody coming in downtown, put these stores in, they're going to be, they're going to be very set up, very nice and elegant. They're not going to be trashy. And the people that were coming in on this place, John, where people were, were, were in suits, there were younger, there were seventy year old people, and it's very, very run very well. And I've been out in Colorado too many times and it's it's the same thing. Yeah. Everyone I've been in is set up very nice. So I don't think you should worry about Chicago. All it's gonna do is bring revenue in for the city and it's in for the state. And that the one what you were describing was in uh, Las Vegas? Yes, it's right off right off when you come out of the airport there's one right before the strip and uh and it's it's very nice. Sometimes the lounge they had like, you know, drinks if you want the soda, water while you're waiting, uh, you know, they have a you sit in the lounge. They run your. They, you show your ID, and you're allowed only uh, to, to spend two hundred dollars per out of state person per twenty four hour period. And you wait for a person to come in with a clipboard. They call your name, and they take you in there, and they walk you through it. They explain everything what's in the store and what you like, and they they explain everything to detail. I was like, I was amazed, and it was. And I've been in a couple in Vegas. They're the same way, and I've been out in Colorado, out in Denver, and Fort Collins. Yeah, yeah. They're the same way, John. They're very, very well run, and I don't think we're going to have any problem in the, in the state of Illinois, but bringing revenue for the state, which you know that we need more than anybody else. Yeah, I've heard about that. Thanks for the phone call, Scooter. All right, John. Yeah, have a good morning. Uh, every time that comes up, everybody says that. You know, trust me, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's all going to be good. And Lord knows the city and the state need the revenue. Um, by the way, speaking of the city and the state, were you guys shocked like I was about what Lori Lightfoot said? $54 million going to some of the ministers in town from Uber, just kind of sliding it under the table? Or uh, To me, the word that that describes, they were saying, well, it's an investment or it's a contribution. It, it's also a bribe. That's another way to do that. If you do this, I'll give you the money and then you help me out. Um, and. I expressed outrage on my show about that. Like, this is terrible. And everybody looked at me again and they said, wait, you're in Chicago, right? You know how things run. This is what we do. This is how we do it here. Uh, Very interesting story, and we'll continue to follow that. News is around the corner on WGN. An animal! Dan Hampton. Anchors a young bear's defense. An animal! It's time for Dan Hampton. 739. John's here. That's me for Steve Cochran. Steve will be back on Monday. I normally do the one to three show here, but it's a pleasure to be in the studio with the gang. Sponsored by ChevyDrivesChicago.com. Dan Hampton joins us now on WGN Radio. Hamp, it's John Williams with Dave Ennett. How are you this morning? Doing fine. Doing fine. Big uh, big weekend, big game. It's uh, 
it's uh, just another one on the uh, on the track trying to keep this team from uh, slipping into oblivion. <laughs> well, there's a there's a cheery uh, start to this conversation, <laughs> but I guess that's where we are. I mean, like, do you hold out hope, Dan, that the Bears will still be in the playoffs? Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, the objective is always the same, and obviously. Uh, setbacks occur and different things happen and you know when you lose a game and I remember uh, I think it it was back after the Washington game that uh, you know the Bears uh, kind of flip-flopped around and won and and I think I remember you uh, saying wow they won you know be happy and we were trying to say no 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 you know on one hand we won but on the other hand you better prepare yourself because we got some some games that are not going to be this easy. And what happens? We lose the next four because, you know, we refuse to kind of uh, get ourselves in a position to where we can control our destiny. Yeah. Well, this is a game very much like that. We're four and five. We win this game. We're back in it. But this is going to be a tough a tough place to uh, win a game. Uh, if most people forgot, the Rams, who played in the Super Bowl last year, they're a good team. Not not one of the greatest, but they're a good team. Well, they remember during the course of last season, they came into Chicago on a Sunday night and got embarrassed. The Bears' defense just completely unplugged them and that great offense. An offense that over the course of the regular season, I think 13 out of 16 games, they scored at least 33 points, and, uh, and I believe the Bears held them to nine that night. So, there's a, there's a little bit of payback, and the Bears should be expecting uh, an A-plus effort from the L.A. Rams because they're in the same boat. They've got to win this game or they're going to fade away. And you, you see a lot of similarities, really, Amp, because you know, you're looking at two of the better defensive teams around, but two have had their challenges offensively this year. Well, and, and that's part of the, uh, the, you know, the, the, the subplot to this game. We, you know, a team is, in essence, it's, you know, three phases, but there's a lot more involved as far as, you know, coaches and, and, and game plans and all that. And it just, both, you know, last game out for the Rams, they were just abysmal. They uh, they went into Pittsburgh, and the, the Steeler defense just made their quarterback, Jared Goff, look uh, just almost embarrassing. So, They've got a lot that they're trying to overcome, a lot of things that they've got to figure out. And, and see, our offense has never had that kind of, of, uh, of, you know, performance excellence where, you know, they score a lot of points and, and you expect it. Well, somehow, some way, the, uh, the Rams have, uh, you know, have before them the, the task of trying to not only block a pretty good Bears defense that hasn't been as good, as, as dynamic as it was a year ago, but they still got some really good players. Well, they're going to have to try to find a way to get their offense going. Now, on the other side of the ledger, the Bears, we know what's going on. We've got a quarterback that has struggled. We've got an offense that has refused to to take success. You know, we get into the offset eye, we get some things going, and then no sooner than we, we start moving the ball, moving the chains, we start trying to do something different that we're incapable of, and we got to find a way to puck. And last week, there were three touchdown drives. That, that was great. One was on a short field after a turnover, but there were nine 
punts, and I think seven three and outs. And if we do that again, week after week after week, the defense is just going to you know, just get wore out. I'm going to ask you for the score in just a couple seconds here. I'm going to take a quick break, Dan. We'll come back with that. Also, speaking of the offense, I wonder what your thoughts are about uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, a lot of folks are saying, you know, everybody's looking at him. He's getting his workout tomorrow or today. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow. And also that fight between the Steelers and the Browns. You ever been in one of those? Hamp, let's talk about all of that. WGN, Dan Hampton's on the phone. We're talking about the Bears and the Rams this weekend. Hamp, uh, do you think that the uh, Bears should take a serious look at Colin Kaepernick, or what are you hearing or thinking about that? Well, okay, here's the deal. We all know the the backstory to uh, the Kaepernick saga. It's been almost three years now since he's played a game. The truth is, I think his last 16 starts, he was 3-13. and 13. He's 32 years old. Um, I'm sure some team may, in, in a desperate way, say, well, maybe we need that, maybe we could. But this is not a, a guy that you can build with. You know, what the Bears need is a young, dynamic quarterback that they can say, for the next decade, he's going to be our guy. Much like, you know, we pushed all of our chips in on Mitchell Trubisky, and and you know the jury's out. He has uh, he struggled, and uh, the bad part about it is, you know, with today's media, you know, if uh, a quarterback struggles a game, then everybody knows it. But if he struggles three or four in a row, then it's 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 a secret that nobody can keep. And the defensive coordinators in this league, they uh, they go to dinner on young quarterbacks that lose their confidence and and you know have poor mechanics. Well, are you saying we should be more patient? That, uh, are, are, you know, are you saying we, we should be out of the league too? Are you, you saying know, he, I was wondering, well, Dan, are you suggesting we should be a little more patient with uh Trubisky or are you done with him? you got to be. You're married to him. Uh, and there's, there's no way to uh to get around it. You you've just got to in some Abstract way, think you haven't uh, called the right sequence of plays and, and different things. You know, think about this. We've had success going with the no huddle. We've had, you know, uh, success with max protection, two man routes, getting him out of the pocket, doing some. Blue. We haven't. We have yet to try to explore all the different options. Until you do, you can't say it's over. But you know, I, I think. It's a combination of the quarterback and the coach not being on the same uh, sequence at the same time, and it, this offense has struggled. Yeah. David Montgomery missed practice yesterday. Uh, the Bears are already a little thin at running back. Uh, if he is unable to play, and it wasn't clear from what Matt Nagy said yesterday, uh, if if he would play on Sunday, I mean, it's it's he he didn't say it was rolled lightly his ankle, so maybe it's not a big deal. But he, he wasn't able well, to practice. Well, that's the way we like our shrimp. We rolled like lightly, lightly. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, here's the one the, the one thing about that. On one hand, you say how bad of luck are the Bears having? They they release Mike Davis and he's picked up by New England, and he would have been a you know, a great standby, a backup. But right. now, if uh, if David is unable to go, Ryan Nall, a kid that's been around the team for two years, mm-hmm. uh, has looked good in the preseason. He's a big banger. Um, we may see a lot of that. But the running game is very important, especially in this offense. We've got to be able to, you know, 
you have, you know, legitimate run threat to keep, uh, you know, the pass rushers from just peeling their ears back and getting after the quarterback. So, again, this is a game the Bears not only won a year ago, they dominated. Can they do it again? Yeah. This is going to be a tough spot. L.A., on, sun- on Sunday night, uh, even Jim Morrison struggled at times there. <laughs> By the way, uh, I'll get the score from you in a second, your prediction, but uh, did you see that fight between the Steelers and the Browns? Well, I tell you what, and you know, you kind of think, well, you kind of knew something like this may happen somewhere down the road because, but you know, the last thing you want is a, you know, to be known as a dirty player or an out of control player. Well, this this blows that off the table. That this is uh, idiocy, and you know, Roger Fraudell needs to step up. <laughs> and say, the kid is is suspended for a year. Yeah. A year and a day. And you know what? That would stop it. Were you ever in something like that? put around and say, oh, well, you know, there was mitigating circumstance. No, you can't do that. You're using a helmet as a weapon on a kid with no helmet? Yeah. Now, what, was, what if was. that was Tom Brady? What if he connected yeah. and knocked him out? I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, in, it's insulting, and it's, it's, you know, for guys like us, that we tried to play the game with a certain amount of integrity. Where we, we got after people. It was violent. But we would never even think about something like that. You know, if Albert Hainsworth got five games back in 2000, whatever, mid-2000s, so five oh six, and you, and you think now about the, the emphasis on protecting the quarterbacks and, and protecting all players from head injuries, I would think they have no choice but to suspend him uh, the rest of the season. I mean, I don't see any way a, they can bring Talk about back. a shot at the head. He yeah, took the helmet I mean, and he, smashed it into his head, for crying yeah. out loud. And a yeah, league that is he, so he, interested in its image. For, yeah, go ahead, Dan. For, for five years, we've heard about, oh, CTU, oh, we're going to try to protect the player. Protect the player. Kick this guy's butt out of the league for a year, if not longer. That will send the message. And, it, and boof, poof, nobody will ever do it again. What's the score going to be on Sunday, Dan Hampton? going to be a tough one. Uh, let's say uh, 17-14. 17-14. Bears find a way to win. How about you? I'm not quite as optimistic as, as Hamp is this week. I've gone 2017 in favor of the Bears the last three weeks. I'm going 2017 against the Bears this week. I hate to say it. All right, I'll go with Hampton because, uh, you know, I'm no dummy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can deal with you being mad at me. Uh, so, uh, Bears 17-14. I like the sound of that, Dan. All right, well, we'll be listening to you after the game, too. Have a good show after the game as well. Now don't make me come in there with a helmet after you. Come <laughs> right. here. I'll change my mind. Thank you, Dan Hampton. Uh, yeah, and uh, before the game as well, right? The guys yeah, they will be on uh, this Sunday before the game uh, from 4 to 5.30. Hampton will be with Kaz, a little pregame action, and then after the game, 10.30 to 12 on Sunday here on WG. How do you ramp up the intensity for the pregame? Do you just show them last week's game? Do they get all bent out of shape uh, before the game as well, or do they just Sometimes. wait the games? Yeah. Sometimes. It doesn't really take much, Super Joe. I've been in the habit of, on uh, Mondays, coming in a little early, and I take the post-game show with Obradovich and Kozlowski and Hampton, and then Mark Carmen, who every now and then just says something, and they want to tear his head off! Yeah. And I set it to a little jazz music and put it in a bar scene, and it sounds like these guys just 
you know, pounding away at the table, lamenting the Bears' loss. But then even after the win last weekend, I was gonna say, they've never sounded angrier. Yeah, if you tuned in during the show <laughs> and not knowing the outcome. <laughs> this is like, hey, I would prefer the Bears win. But if they're going to lose or win and play badly, at least we've got the best post-game show in all of radio. No doubt. Thank God for that. All right. 7.56 on WGN. Uh, the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Radio Chicago. This is AM 720. WGN. Dean Richards on entertainment after the 8 o'clock edition of WGN Radio News. So I'll ask Dean about all the things going on in the entertainment world. I don't know if he saw the CMAs. Did you guys talk about that? The yeah, Country we talked Music about Awards that a little bit yesterday. A little bit. Yep. The Willie Nelson, Casey Musgraves thing. I played that on my show yesterday. That was I, awesome. I w- that's one of the best things I've ever seen. I put that on my Facebook page and blew up Facebook. I got like 15 likes, which for me is huge. Th- that was one of the most wonderful things I think I've ever seen. I'll tell you something else that got a lot of action on my show, and maybe we'll get a chance just to talk a little bit about it. We've posted on my Facebook page. I'm WGN King John on Facebook, but it's the Real ID thing. We had people on from the Secretary of State's well, office heard, talking about that. Yeah. And it's like real simple until you actually implement it. And then everybody's got a question or an exception. And they don't always know the answers either. Very frustrating for some people. We'll uh, do a little bit more about that after the news. Someday we'll find it. The rainbow connection. The lovers. The dreamers. Somebody pointed out to me that when she turned to Willie Nelson at the CMAs and said that, it was the best moment of a terrific song. I said yesterday on my show, John Williams in for Steve Cochran. Good morning. It's 810 on WGN Radio that maybe you will remember Michael Jackson moonwalking across the stage. When you just talk about iconic performances that you remember, maybe I'm overselling that. I was just so touched by it. But... Dean Richards, that was one of the sweetest things I've ever seen on TV. Are you trying to make me cry? I, I Somebody on my Facebook page <laughs> uh, posted, they said, I'm not crying, you're crying. I'm yeah. not crying, you're crying. I was crying when, uh, I, I mean, I wasn't like openly sobbing, but I, I was uh, working on something else and I had the TV on in the background, just kind of, pay, kind of paying attention to yeah. what was going on. And then I heard a, Willie, a, a weakened Willie Nelson's voice. He uh, he's had respiratory problems uh, recently, and actually had uh, canceled uh, part of his tour. So I was even surprised that he was there singing. And then I heard his voice in a weakened state, and then Casey Musgraves, and I was captivated by what I was seeing and how sweet and uh, endearing it was. Uh, and I I was welling up watching it. Yeah. You know, a Willie is I think eighty six. I looked it up yesterday. I think eighty six years old. Uh, singing this beautiful song, and uh, it, it was truly, uh, I think, the highlight of the CMA show the other night. The deference that she showed him, too. Yeah. You know, they just cast that scene perfectly. It was so nicely done. Yeah, be- beautifully done. I like that the, the CMA Awards uh, honor their their best. Uh, they uh, honored uh, Loretta Lynn several times uh, during the show, although she didn't uh, perform with uh, many of the classic uh, female country singers who were a part of that. She was in her seat. 
but uh, I, I just I just like that they uh, you know remember the people who brought them there. And how powerful was that last scene with Let Freedom Ring oh. with all the women up there right. saying, "Oh my God!" And that's that's all I saw actually. <laughs> I didn't see the rest of yeah. the show. You but see well, the uh, the rest of the show was good. I mean, yeah, was, yeah I know. Uh, I just I'm not the, a country music fan, yeah. but you know, it's it, it was a good show. You I know, hear. interestingly, also you know, award show uh, ratings have been down over the last couple of years, mostly because of the internet. Some people will say it's political. I mean, everyone has their own opinion on why that is. I think it's mostly because you can get on your computer and find out who's winning and without watching all the speeches and you know all that sort of thing but uh, the ratings actually were up a little bit for the country music awards so you know maybe, maybe they you know maybe found the the secret to uh, doing these shows uh, and we'll take some heed for the Oscars and the Golden Globes and yeah. all the shows that are going to be coming up next month or so. Are you always amazed at how great Dolly Parton looks after all these years, too? She's amazing. I mean, you know, I know she's had work done. God bless her. But sometimes work doesn't go well. Whoever's helping her with that, they're doing a great job. Yeah. It's, it's working out very well she for She looks her. fantastic. And just her whole demeanor is... Her personality is still there. You know, playful and bubbly and positive. And, you know, you stop to think about all that she's been through. And all that she's uh, accomplished, you can't help but uh, you know ha- just smile when you see her. Bunch of movies for Dean to review. We'll get to that in just a minute. John Williams in for Steve Cochran. Steve should be back on Monday. That's where I'll be too. Monday from one to three. That's where you normally hear me. I hope you hear Dean Richards weekdays about this time talking about things in the entertainment scene, including bunch of movies to review, huh, Dean? Yeah, we've got uh, four uh, pretty good movies that are opening this week. I, w- I was mostly surprised by. The Charlie's Angels movie. I wasn't going into this thinking that I was going to like it in any way because uh, we've seen so many incarnations of uh, Charlie's Angels. Did you watch the TV show? Oh yeah, up, sure, right? sure, sure. Who was your favorite? Uh, not Farah. Not I mean, God bless them all, right? I mean, they were all terrific, right? But, I was uh, a Kate Jackson man. Myself. I kind of was too. Yeah, I like Kate Jackson. I'll, you know, and then there's Jacqueline Smith yeah. and. Um, who came in after uh, 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 Fair Fawcett? Tipton? Uh, Charlene? Some, um, oh, the other the, blonde. Um, what was her name? Somebody. Uh, somebody I'll remember. Another pretty blonde-haired gal. Somebody I'll remember. But uh, so there was that, the, the 70s TV show, 70s, 80s TV show. Then two versions uh, on a big screen in the early 2000s. And now this one, directed, written, and produced, and uh, co-starring. Elizabeth Banks, she's becoming quite the powerhouse in Hollywood now with uh, three new angels, Kristen Stewart, who you know from the Twilight movies, uh, Naomi Scott, who was Jasmine in the Aladdin movie from earlier this year, and a newcomer named Ella Bolinska. Uh, the the plot of the movie is that they're chasing a high-tech device that could uh, destroy the world. It gets into the wrong hands. None of that is nearly as important as uh, the wit of this movie, the, the power, the humor of these uh, three women and Elizabeth Banks. Uh, it's, it's all about uh, girl power here, female empowerment in this movie. Uh, and I think that's what I like. It kind of redefines uh, Charlie's Angels for a new generation. And I think they did a really good job. I gave it a Dean's List B. Wow. If you're going to go see it this weekend, though, stay for the credits. Uh, <clears throat> they they throw in some really fun, nostalgic Charlie's Angels things during the credits uh, that 
if, if you grew up with all of this, you definitely don't want to miss. So so don't rush out of the uh, studio, no it, matter how much beverage you've drank during the movie. <laughs> it, wasn't it Cheryl Ladd or Shelley Hack? Both I think of Cheryl them were, Ladd. Yeah, Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl she Ladd. was the one. Yeah, yeah, I think that that sounds right. Do they have the same thing where Charlie talks to them on a phone or something? And who's Charlie? Uh, well, the, those are things you're going to have to see when you go to see the movie. <laughs> it's not only who's uh, Charlie, but you may have seen in the trailers that... Uh, Elizabeth Banks is Bosley, but there's more than one Bosley as well, and that is explained uh, in the movie as well. So I don't want to give too much away. You do hear Charlie in there, but in what context? It's all done uh, very differently. She she shook it up quite a bit. Uh, there's also this uh, race car movie, Ford versus Ferrari, yeah. with uh, Matt Damon and Christian Bale that's out this week. Uh, I I like race car movies. I'm not, a, you know, especially a race car fan. I, I'm not a fanatic, but I do enjoy these movies. They're tremendously exciting. This, I think, is one of the best ones we've had in a long time, and it's a true story about the Ford Motor Company's obsession, Henry Ford II specifically, uh, his obsession with displacing the Italian-made Ferrari as the longtime winner of the Le Mans road motor race uh, that goes on, and this focuses in on 1966 in which Ford hires the legendary uh, car designer, Carroll Shelby, and the legendary driver, Ken Miles, to drive his uh, Ford GT in this. And uh, it's, it's, just, it's just completely thrilling. Uh, Matt Damon and Christian Bales are both great in the movie. The cinematography is over the top in this film. How they, how they shot this and uh, how they were able to capture some of these things uh, is amazing. I gave that a Dean's List A. It's, re- it's one of my favorites of the weekend. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Um, you like uh, Helen Mirren and uh, Ian McKellen? Yeah, sure. Who doesn't like them? Who's going to say, no, I hate them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knew the right answer. I hate that. them. That damn <laughs> Helen Mirren. Uh, no talent hacks. No talent hacks. <laughs> uh, they have a new movie together called The Good Liar. <clears throat> They're a pair of seniors. They meet online looking for some companionship. They're, uh, you know, having an occasional dinner turns into something a little bit more. And as the story unfolds, you begin to learn more and more about both of their backstories. And uh, you you see that there's a lot more going on here than a couple of, uh, you know, seniors trying to have a little uh, companionship and romance. It's a very intriguing story. It's a, it's a mystery. It's a, a great drama. The thing that I like most about this movie mm-hmm. is a couple of senior citizens who are not sick or dying. How about that? Because that's normally how we see our seniors in yeah. the movies where they're uh, you know, they're getting Alzheimer's or they're, you know, dying in, in some way. There's somebody's grandma or grandpa. These are two extremely vital, uh, very on top of the situation uh, people. And uh, it's a master class in acting. These two are fantastic. That's an interesting point you make, though, because it's either that or that they they say something um, odd or funny. They cuss. They say something inappropriate, and it's and their their senior citizen status is played right. for a laugh. Like, yeah. oh wow, Grandma said that. Ha ha ha. Yeah, Betty White. I mean, I, as much as I love Betty White, part of her appeal these days is that she's the senior who says naughty things. Yeah. And uh, in this case, these are just two seniors who are at the top of their game. 
with with what's going on in this movie. And they're not playing royalty of any kind. And they're not, <laughs> there, there are no crowns or tiaras to be found yes. anywhere in this Excellent. movie. Excellent. I can't wait for this. Uh, Dean's List B+. Plus. It's just a really nice grown-up movie. Wow. Three Bs, or two, two Bs, and a B+. Plus. And, and then, uh, I've got another A also this week, and it's the simplest of movies. Uh, it's uh, a movie I promise you we're going to be talking about at Oscar time that stars Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver called Marriage Story. This young couple, they're madly in love. Uh, they have a, a little, uh, like, five- or six-year-old son, something like that. But life goes on. They hit some road bumps in their relationship, and they decide that they, while they, they love each other, they can't live with each other. And they very amicably decide to split up and get a divorce. And then the lawyers get involved, and uh, the situation turns ugly. Their relationship turns very ugly and very bitter and very hateful. It's uh, an emotional roller coaster, this movie that's so hopeful and so sweet. You keep thinking that this couple is going to get back together again. And then it just gets awful, and they can't stand each other, and it's heartbreaking. The writing in this movie is so good. The performances are so good. Uh, I'm giving Marriage Story uh, another Dean's List A. Really. Is it at all like uh, Kramer versus Kramer? Uh, it's a, Yes, a, a, a little bit. It's simpler. It's, it's maybe a more organic version of uh, Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, you uh, mentioned Adam Sandler, um, or Adam Sandler, Adam Driver. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the report yet? I have not seen that Are yet. Are you excited about that? I am. I, I love Adam Driver. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, any, anything that he's in is uh, captivating. <clears throat> I kept thinking in this uh, marriage story that I was watching with him, you know, and he's playing he's playing Monopoly with his son, and, you know, he's doing dad things. It's like, oh, there's Kylo Ren playing Monopoly. <laughs> Keep thinking him in his Star Wars role. <laughs> wow. Well, everything he does, I think, is pretty good these days, and he's pretty busy right now. Um, one last thing, Dean, before you go. Uh, can you update us at all on the um, Taylor Swift oh. nightmare? Oh. This is our, this is, never mind the impeachment hearings. This is our real <laughs> national obsession. Taylor Swift, when she was 15 years old, signed with uh, a record company. You know, she's 15 years old trying to get a record deal. So she signed this deal. I don't know the specifics about the legality of it, but what we do know about this is that as Part of her agreement to get a record deal at 15 years of age, uh, this record company owned the rights to her early songs. This record company then was sold to uh, another firm. Uh, One of the executives of this company is a guy named Scooter Braun. Does that name? Yeah, I've heard that. Ring a bell. He's, He's Justin Bieber's manager. Uh, Demi Lovato, uh, Ariana Grande. He represents a lot of you know uh, people who are uh, in music now. So he is he and his uh, record company that bought the rights to Taylor Swift's early music. They own it and control it. So Taylor Swift uh, cannot perform her early songs. They're not allowing wow. her. Wow. They're not allowing her to perform her early songs. Uh, for what reason, they have not said. Taylor Swift says it's tyrannical control of her career. Uh, she's urging her 85 million Twitter followers to inundate them with well, requests the, to, to When let, I get to be it, King Dean, you will not be able to sign a contract like that when you're 15 years old. You know, I, I mean, you're vulnerable at I, that age. I would, if, I would guess. I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. guess, I'm hoping lawyers were involved, that parents were somehow involved. But when you're 15 and what someone you know? says, do you want a record contract? 
you know, you do whatever you can to try to get that record contract. But she legally, she cannot perform her early music wow. until a year from now when that right. contract expires. I'm out of time. Good to hear you, Dean. Hey, thanks for your help today. Thanks. Have a good weekend. It's Dean Richards, 828. This is WGN. Good morning, John Williams. And for Steve Cocker, listen for Steve on Monday. Listen for me weekdays from 1 to 3. Listen for our Mincing Rascals podcast. That drops wherever you get your finer free podcasts. The Mincing Rascals. We drop it on Thursdays around 5.30. And we just put a new one up. We talk about a lot of things, including we started this time with what Lori Lightfoot has been saying about Uber and everybody manipulating everybody to try and get their side of the deal done. The Mincing Rascals is the podcast that I host. By the way, Marie Ivanovich, um, the ousted ambassador, is testifying even as we speak. Is that right, Steve Rosanich? That's correct. Um, She's the former ambassador to the Ukraine, and she's the star witness at the impeachment hearing today. She's delivering an opening statement right now. Ukrainian officials who they should or should not prosecute. Instead... I advocated the U.S. position that rule of law should prevail. So she's going to read her opening remarks here, and then she'll get the friendly fire from the Democrats and the crossfire from the Republicans, I suppose. That's the way these things go. And she's the only one openly testifying today, is that right? That's correct. And she's right now in the middle of a 13-page opening statement. I believe she's on page four or five of that. Well, hooray. And I think that what they're going to go after here is how much did Rudy Giuliani try and manipulate her ouster? How much was that irregular channel that Rudy Giuliani was heading up? was she sort of a victim of. They're, they call it a smear campaign. That's, I think, a pejorative way to look at it, but that's at least one side of it. And so that's what she's talking about today. Right, and she's also said in private testimony, she'll likely repeat today, that she's felt threatened by the comments that Trump has made in public and uh, that she fears for her safety after it all. So. And then behind closed doors, I think, is the guy who overheard the conversation, Bill Taylor's aide, who overheard the Sondland conversation, and that was where the president may have been pressing for more dirt on the Bidens. That's behind closed doors today, right? That's correct. And by the way, if you want to hear any of this, it's uh, live uninterrupted on our website at WGNRadio.com. On my Facebook page, WGN King John on Facebook, by the way, do you get, does anybody that I'm looking at right now, Joe, Dave, Mary, etc., mm-hmm. Steve, do any of you guys have your real ID yet? Have you done that yet? I have not done it yet. Me either. Nope. Um, no, I'm trying to figure it out because I just got my driver's license renewal in the mail. Ah. It's like, should I do it? Should I get the real ID? You know? Do you have a passport? Yes, I do. And so do you know I what, don't need to do it. You don't. Do you know when the end date of your passport is? It's like five more years. I shouldn't try and answer questions that yeah, come across no, as an authority. I'm serious. Because this is a good question. I've been debating back and forth. If you, Your passport will do everything your real ID will. I mean, you'll still have to have a driver's license. But if you've got a valid driver's license, you don't need a real ID if you've got a passport. For as long as that passport is good, that passport will get you in and out of airports, in and out of federal buildings, stuff like that. But you still have to renew your passport in 10 years. Yeah. Well, but people are going to uh, the DMV. DMVs, and they're standing in lines. And these real ideas. I've heard it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not going to totally do it. Talked about that. I'm just and, not going to do it. I and guess. until you've clarified this today, I've always thought that this real ID is something that you're going to need. Not hearing that I'm just I can use my passport. That makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, I'm not going to stand in line. No, if, I, I mean, know you can use your passport, so. right? And you have to have a driver's license. And by the way, you're, the deeper you go in, the deeper I understand it gets complicated. You could get a real ID card. Say you don't have a driver's license, you get a real ID card. But then you also will, if you're going to drive, you need a driver's license. We'll go ahead and get the real ID driver's license instead of the card. And then that will just be your one thing. That'll last you for four years. What if you don't drive? If you don't drive, if you don't want to get a driver's license, don't. But then you need to get the real ID card. 
is what yeah. you'll want to do. Or if you're just trying to, you know, do things that you would have otherwise done with it, use your passport. So I thought, okay, I got it. We opened up the phones the other day, and we were inundated with <laughs> it's people confusing. going, my yeah. son is left-handed. Uh, he's yeah, in Europe, yeah. and he's 18. What do we do? He doesn't drive, but he has a passport, oh, but he doesn't. So we posted 53 questions on my website that we then asked the Secretary of State's office to answer. And they did. And we posted them at, um, I don't know if it's on the radio station website, but I know it's on my Facebook page. So it must be on the radio station website. Anyway, on Facebook, I'm WGN King John. More about that in a minute. If, if you've got an observation, question, comment, or a story to relate along those lines, I'm a little curious. 312-981-7200. By the way, speaking of Christmas, the Chris Crindle market opens in the Daily Plaza today. Pretty sure it's today. I, that. I thought it was like yesterday. Uh, was it no, yesterday? I, I think it's today. Today? Well, yeah, maybe they had a today. VIP thing yesterday. Well, it's too late if it was yesterday anyway. <laughs> so hurry on down. <laughs> yeah, go today. Because <laughs> the skating rink, I believe, opens today as well. The skating Mayor rink Daly? at Mayor Daly Plaza? I'm, I'm sure. I'm not Mayor Daly. I'm and Maggie Daly. Maggie Daly. Maggie Daly. Maggie Daly. Sorry. Oh, that one. Yep. The, the ice ribbon, you mean? I'm pretty sure Which it opens as well. Which is so cool. That is mm-hmm. one of the most amazing right. things. You can rent skates there. Yeah, you can. You know where you can also do it is a Gallagher Way on the other side of Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. They've got another Chris Kindle Market there. If you go to chriskindlemarket.com, chriskindlemarket.com, the people that put this on, the German-American Society, the Midwest, or whatever. So they're the ones that run that in the city of Chicago on the north side and downtown. And then they do the one in Milwaukee as well. And uh, the one in Milwaukee and uh, downtown Chicago open today or yesterday. And then the one at Wrigley, I think, doesn't open for a few days, but it goes a little bit longer as well. And they've got a skating rink there and then the hot apple cider and the hot wine and um, all of the ornaments and stuff that you buy. Mm-hmm. And the one by Wrigley, it's very near me, so I go there a lot, is is really well done. They do a nice job. And then the one downtown, of course, is Mammoth. I mean, that one's almost too good for its own good. It's just crowded when you go to the Chris Kindle Market downtown. But it's very cool. It's, it's it is. Really, it's, it it's, is. It's, here you are in the middle of the loop, and here is this market. Yeah, and it's you know it's it got smells a nice feel so good. It does. And Brenda and I went there last year when it was freezing cold. But you get yourself a mug of hot something, mm-hmm. and you walk around, and by golly, it it goes okay. Uh, I mentioned uh, real ID, and the phone lines lit up. And I I'm hesitant to even take calls because. I'm not an expert, and I think everybody calling in and complaining is not productive. I did, though, on my Facebook page do this. If you have applied for your real ID, and now you don't get it because you don't get it when you walk out the door, then they send it to you in a couple of weeks, and some of you are standing there going, where's my real ID? There's a number to call in Springfield, and that is on my Facebook page, WGN King John. We posted a bunch of Q's and A's, and that's all there. Where do we go, Super Joe? Start with line three. I don't see anybody on line three. Joe, if you said line three, yeah, talk to Sandy in Naperville. Hey, Sandy, you're on WGN. What's going on? Um, hey, I just wanted to say I had a very, very, very positive experience getting my real ID at the Naperville office. I went there Wednesday, October 2nd, got there about 15 minutes before they opened, Yes, uh, waited outside, um, then they let me in, went up to a, an uh, agent, whatever you want to call him, and showed them my current driver's license, my passport, I think I had a Comcast bill and a Nightcor bill. Yeah, you need to. Um, stamped some documents, sent me to another window to pay, went back to the first window, and I walked out of there within maybe 90 minutes maximum, and I'm looking at my real ID right now in my hand. It's dated October 2nd, and it's valid through 
my birthday in 2023. Yeah, four years. Well, you did everything right, and you, you went to a good office. I, I don't know which are the good or bad ones, but I hear some of them are ready, better at this than others. The other thing is, get there before they open. Go stand in that line. Wait, because if you go at 3 o'clock, you might not even get it done. Go before they open. And one other tip that I heard is that if you are pregnant or a senior citizen, you get to cut in line. You get preferred service. So they let seniors and pregnant people, uh, I guess that would mostly be ladies, uh, they let them move up, move up in line. But ahead. you have to have two it's forms of ID yeah. to do that. <laughs> that could be. I mean, I, I'm 62, and nobody said to me, I don't know what senior citizen is, but at 62, nobody asked me yeah. to go in front yeah. of anybody. But I didn't care. I mean, it was fine. But it was the easiest thing in the world, and I keep hearing about all these problems. I feel bad for them, and I'm like, Naperville surely seems to have it under control. That's good news. Hey, I'm, you know what? All we hear is bad stuff in the world. Let's applaud the bureaucrats that do something right. Thank you, Sandy. Okay, have a great day. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Uh, we'll go from Sandy to uh, Jim in Grays Lake. Hey, J- Jim, you're on WGN. What can we do for you, Jim? Good morning. I'm calling about the real ID. Yeah. I I went last Tuesday, right, the day after the holiday, went over to Waukegan office, and I just I reserved a whole morning. Figured it's going to take all morning. Yeah. I was in and out of there in an hour. Yeah. And it still sounds like and, a long time to me, but I, I get it. I get it. If that's if that's. But, I was also renewing my driver's license, so I had to take the eye exam and all that other stuff. Uh, the whole kit and caboodle an hour. And everybody I talked to over there said the main thing is people don't bring the right documentation. No. If you bring a utility bill that doesn't have the correct address on it or doesn't have your name on it, it's not going to work. And I brought everything from my birth certificate that's very old. And uh, my passport, my driver's license, everything. Yeah. I had like 20 different things. They looked at like three things. That's it. Okay, we know it's you. I do, that t- I do that too whenever I go to some federal or state agency. I bring everything. I bring my Charlie Corpuscle blood donor card. I bring my third grade report card. I bring... Your, tur- your, your swimming license. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> my, um, I, I bring term papers I wrote in grade school. Anything just to go. prove that I'm a good, upstanding citizen. And, and, That's and right. It's probably better, yeah. Thanks for the phone call. I'm glad you had a good experience, too. Gina's in Naperville. Hey, Gina, you're on WGN Radio. What can we do for you? Hi, John. I'm a fellow Saluki, too. Hey, bite them, dogs. <laughs> I just literally left the DMV in Naperville. I went to get my real ID, and when I got in my car, I heard you talking about this, which I thought was really funny. Um, I went with my passport and Social Security card, but I needed two pieces of mail, too. And you did not have those? I did. I had one. Here's the frustrating thing. You need all of that stuff to get your passport. If you, you should be able to walk in to the state Secretary of State's office with your passport and say, I didn't get this for nothing. How about you just give me a real ID? But it does not work that way. No. And I, I, I looked online a couple of times and I totally missed the two pieces of mail. Yeah. So I'm going to drive home and get another piece of mail and then go back. So. Uh, re- report back to uh, report back to Anna. Anna Devlantis is filling in for me this afternoon from one to three. Report back to Anna and let us know how it goes. Okay. Okay, I sure will. And also, one more thing: yeah. in, um, senior citizens need to be sixty-five. Ah. And if military personnel are in uniform, they can also go to the front of line, front of the line, 
and pregnant women and also people with disabilities. I just read the sign. Very good to know. Thanks for the help on that. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. So if you're a senior pregnant veteran, you go, you, you go right to the front, Jackie. <laughs> Forget about it. Um, yeah, you think your passport would be enough, but that's not it. And I love that somebody just texted, your tili- their utility bills are in their husband's name. Will that work? So are mine. Yeah, it's got to be in your name. Well, what the heck do I give them then? I don't know. Some people are frustrated because <laughs> a lot of us get our bills electronically, so you don't yeah. have, so you got to go online and, and then scan- oh, yeah. and print it out. Oh, and if that requires a password, I'll never drive again. Because I just don't know how to, I'm not good at that sort of thing. So that's just a little bit of that. Remember, on Facebook, WGN King John and WGNRadio.com, we posted 50 questions that you all asked that the Secretary of State's office was good enough to answer, and we posted those on my Facebook page. Again, I'm WGN King John. Into the PPG Paints Green Room we'll go, or actually we'll uh, ask the Harlem Globetrotters here, Big Easy. He's waiting in the Paints Green Room, and he's going to join us after the 9 o'clock edition of WGN Radio News. We'll do the news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom next. Big Easy's in town, the Harlem Globetrotter. He's hosting the Midwest Emmys. One of my great memories as a child was going to see the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the first time you saw the Globetrotters? Yeah, I mean, I was a little kid. Yeah, but yeah, me too. I, I, I just, guarantee they were playing the Washington Generals. <laughs> and I like our chances in that game. Actually, historically, the, I don't think the Globetrotters have won every single game they've played. A couple of times. Dave, I'll have to look this up now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the Generals have beat them, which I don't know if those people got refunds or how that works, but you think if you go to the game, you want them to hit that hook shot, throw the bucket of water trick, and then win the game. They haven't won them all. But we'll uh, do all of that after the news on WGN. Whistle at home. It's 910 WGN. John Williams in uh, Studio A. Dave Bennett is here. If you're just joining us, Steve Cochran's taking the day off. Enjoy your three-day weekend, Steve. And if you're not well, recover. Whatever it is, it's keeping him away. He'll be back on Monday. And um, and don't forget, hello to CLTV. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm not normally um, on, the, on the Groove Tube. I'm on from one to three weekdays on WGN Radio. Saturdays from 10 to noon. Midwest Emmys are this weekend. You know a little bit about that, a recipient yourself. Well, well yes. Funny how that came up when we were off the air. I don't. You dragged it out of me. I wasn't <laughs> going to say anything. I don't know that I did that. But <sighs> the Midwest Emmys are this weekend. And two people are hosting it, I guess. Ryan Dempster is one. Uh, the other one, the co-host of it, is the big. Easy uh, is Big Easy uh-huh. Lofton from the uh, Harlem Globetrotters, who's in our studio. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to you get to Chicago much? I guess. Um. Yeah. We 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 come every year um to to play. This year we playing on the twenty sixth in the United Center, two games, and on twenty seventh in Allstate. So we come every year for Christmas time um to Chicago. So. This is like home. And we're from Chicago. The Globe Trials was founded here in 1926. Yeah, how about that? Very interesting history, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It's real cool. Real cool. Everybody think of Harlem. Harlem from New York. But yeah. Harlem, Shot time. He just came up with that. He, he said that would make it sound what? Why did he call it the Harlem Well, from, uh, in that time, it was the Harlem Renaissance. So everybody, um, black in- entertainment was synonymous with Harlem. So if you have somebody was from Harlem coming to your city, you would think that, wow, those guys are from Harlem. That's, that's the mecca of black entertainment. So uh, even though they, was, you know, they played the Savoy Five right over at the Savoy Ballroom, they was from Chicago, playing in Chicago. So it's all about entertainment, but it's mm-hmm. also about basketball. You guys are, are so much fun to watch. And you guys are also... So great basketball players yourself, right? Give me your basketball resume. My basketball resume, I went to a small school um, in Louisiana called Southeastern Louisiana University. Um, 
Uh, I was fourth in the nation in rebounds. I averaged a double double. Um, took my team to the NCAA tournament. Um, lost to Oklahoma State in Oklahoma City. I don't think that was fair, but the <laughs> eighteen thousand fans, seventeen thousand was theirs. But it, hey, it was fun. It was fun. Did I, you I get looked by the NBA? You no, know I, I I worked out for three teams coming out. I tore my MCL coming out though. And, How um, tall are you? I'm six nine. So you would have played small forward. I would have played small forward in college. I actually played center though. Yeah. Well, which was, you know, I was undersized, but, you know, I got a big heart. I'm from New Orleans. You know, when you walked in the studio, I thought, I've seen this guy, and uh-huh. I follow college basketball, but I don't remember you in the tournament. Uh-huh. I remember you from Amazing Race. Yes, I was a loser there. Uh, yeah, that's, that's you were on I, three times, weren't you? Three-time loser, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I think if you've been on more than once, you were a winner in people's hearts, yeah, yeah. sir. Well, you know what? You're right. The people love me. Me and my, um, my, my partner, Flight Time, was voted America's favorite team of all time. You guys were so much fun. We were so rooting for you. Thank you. Thank How you. close did you ever get we got the second place one time second oh, yep. wow second four and six wow so hopefully we go back and we, we win it this time well you've been on a lot of tv shows are you going to go back on amazing race i would love to i would love to tell phil hit me up and, and, <laughs> and, and, and who wouldn't want to try to go win a million dollars running around the world you know i don't know but is it as stressful as they make it look yes um you know you, you sleep deprived you, deprived you don't eat you know, when you get to the hotel, it's not like you can go hang out and, and explore Brazil. You have to stay in the hotel for whatever, you know, 24-hour, 36-hour pit stop. You know, you um, hold some world records. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that with you in just a minute. We'll uh, also talk a little bit more about the Emmy. Stay right there, Big Easy. John Williams in for uh, Steve Cochran. Big Easy. Do you go by Big Easy or do you throw your last name in there, too? Um, It doesn't matter. Just call me. You know, I, I, I'm happy. I'm happy to be Big Easy Lofton, Big Easy, Nate, whatever. Midwest. Emmys are tomorrow. You are with Ryan Dempster. Have you worked with Ryan Dempster before? No, no. This will be my first time. He's Can't very wait. dull and boring, and you're going to have you have to carry him. <laughs> and, and nobody likes Dempster, and he doesn't tell jokes or do impersonations. So he's I really think gonna... you've got the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to have a ball. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. You, you're uh, emceeing it. Are you going to talk or just do the this was that? Now, Dave Ennett, and then Dave Ennett runs on to stage. I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of everything. You know, we're going to, me and him going to go off each other, and we're going to have some fun, and I'm going to go in the crowd. I'm going to make sure. I, I'm trained to make people have fun. You know, well, you like so, our TV professional these days. A little bit, a little bit. I got a little something under my belt. I got your like <laughs> your TV wiki here. You were on. Uh, Are you smarter than a fifth grader or something like that? I was on there. I wasn't. How did you do on that? I got to the third grade. I'm, <laughs> I got to go to get some tutoring. <laughs> we, we mentioned just before the break. You were three times on um, uh, Amazing Race. Uh-huh. Cupcake Wars? Cupcake Wars, yeah. We were what on are there. you doing on Cupcake Wars? I was a judge on there. Um, it, it was cool. That that was intense, though. Those people, they, they take their cupcakes serious. I cannot believe that baking shows are as big a deal on TV as they are. Because you can't taste the food. Right. You're just watching the guy make a cupcake or a cake and go, oh, that's great. But, yeah. but people love that stuff, man. And it was a weird, the one I was on, they made like a bacon cupcake, which you know sounds good for some, but... You know what's the show that you've done? Because you, okay, you were on Price is Right. You were mm-hmm. on Are You Smart at Fifth Grade? You, mm-hmm. you did the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. So mm-hmm. A bunch of stuff. What's the thing that people recognize you the most for? The Amazing Race. Yeah. The Amazing Race is what I'm recognized the, the most from. The, the, I, I would think so. What did you do on Price is Right? Price is Right. One year, I, I was a prize. <laughs> you got to win me. Um, or t- the, you were like the want want prize. The- <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we got to go to the Globetrotter game. We give away, oh, we give away um, front row tickets. Because sometimes it's like a car right, or a diamond. Right, and then right. they open up the big box and it's want, you. Want, yeah. want, want. Well, I, I wouldn't think I'd be a want want, but uh, you know, I, I, I go with it. What uh, am I going to do with the Harlan Globetrotter? <laughs> I guess I could, you could come over to my my place. We'd play in the, yeah. in the driveway for a little while. Have some fun. <laughs> you can still dunk. 
Um, sometimes, once a year, I I, I say I, I would dunk. I'm You're thir- six nine, but you got a bad knee. I'm thirty eight years old. They, they forget the knee and the height. I'm getting old, you know. And I've been on the road for fifteen years. I've been to ninety country playing basketball. How how awesome is that? That's amazing. It's a blessing. I mean, would you trade that for an NBA career? You know what? I, I think what I do day in and day out um, is something that. I don't take for granted. And what is that? What is it that you do for people? We go around and, you know, we make people happy. You know, there's not many things you can do with a three-year-old and a 90-year-old together. And they can sit down and enjoy the same content. You come to a Globetrotter game from three to 90, everyone's going to laugh, everyone's going to have fun, and you're going to remember forever. So think about your perspective. We look at you guys and laugh, but you get to... Look at smiling, happy people of mm-hmm. all descriptions from around the world every yeah. day. Yeah, that's amazing because you got a good view. Amazing view. You know, you get around, you touch down on these countries, and you know, sometimes we might not speak the language, but everybody understands us. Big smile. People still remember the Globetrotters. Where you, the brand is still strong. Still strong. Still going strong. We go into our '94 season. You know, you can't you can't be around that long if you're not doing something right. What's the place you visited that surprised you or? pleased you the most the place i visited was probably be um i was in chennai india um i i, I was a, vi- a victim of hurricane katrina i lost everything and um my first time out the country was that year with the i got the globetrotters that year and we went to india and you know i thought what we went through in new orleans was terrible which it was um but what they were going through day to day was 17 times worse than what we were going through but they Wait a minute, smiling. why? What are you talking about? Because they, you know, they didn't have anything. You know, they didn't have I mean, shoes. just the standard of living. Just the standard of living was, was was horrible, you know, and they didn't have anything. You know, they no one no one had anything, you know, and but they were smiling. They were happy. They were they they they, they were super nice people. And, you know, I went through that for those that traumatic event, but they that's what they wake up and go to sleep to. The rest so, of the world plays basketball. Yeah. China good? Um I think I think every the game is is global and we're part of that you know some people like you asked Dirk Nowinski his first time falling in love with the game was watching the Globetrotters you know so um, I think everybody's getting good people do that to you they say I remember the first time I saw the Globetrotters you were in the studio for nine seconds I told you the first time like you asked I told you the first time I saw the Globetrotters well you know what I love that and my my goal is to in in 20 or 30 years the first time that your son or grandson or granddaughter see the Globetrotters you know they'll be telling that story to their their grandkids about me what's your stick on on the floor um Looking good, just being handsome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dave, I don't know if you saw his bio, but yes. Yeah, that self, was in there. Self described handsomest guy on yeah. the team. Well, that so, was probably was a typo with self described, but hey. Whatever. I haven't seen the rest of the guys. I'm sure they're good looking too, but you're uh, a good looking guy. Maybe you. you are the best looking guy on you the team. You know what? I would like to think so. It was, it was, it's what my mirror says every day. <laughs> Tell me about your hook shot. Um, I hold the, the Guinness World Record for the longest hook shot and the longest blindfold hook shot. Um, I had it for a couple years now, and um, it's something that as a showman what Metalock did if you watch the game you remember Metalock you know Sweet Lou Dunbar those guys before me um, Geese Tatum they, they shot the hook and, and they'd make it in the game. They'd make it in the game. And, and so I took pride in, in learning how to shoot that shot and try to master it. What's your percentage? My percentage is 100%. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Dave, he Same makes my all, good looks. Dave, every time he shoots the hook shot, he makes it. Uh, I, it's, yeah, no, I know. That's, I'm, I'm the best looking one, and I can make everything. Where, where do the ideas come from, though, for, for any kind of new routine or something that you guys work into the uh, the Globetrotters? We, um, a lot of stuff is spontaneous, and some stuff we, we, we come up with together. You know, we want to stay um, with the times and, and whatever is going on today. Um, we want, if something happened, you know, 
last night on the on TV. I want to put it in the show tomorrow. You know, if something popular, I, I want to make sure that you understand that you're not seeing what you saw in the '70s. Like, you know, if if something you know happened, I'm so you'll gonna, reference oh, something in the news. Oh yeah, something funny. Oh, yeah. Just like when the oh oh well, that was oh that's that sucks when the kicker from Chicago missed the yeah happened? we're not recovered from that. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Do a double doink joke on us, man? The, well, it was it was something that I would do during the show. You know, we had a football skit and. Um, I had a guy in the audience with a Chicago Bears jersey on like the week after that to come kick the extra points for the Globetrotters to win and um, everybody would run off the court when he walked on the <laughs> Run for your life. So, yeah. so cold. What, yeah, a, what hey. a fun piece of um, entertainment. <laughs> but, but it was um, <laughs> it was it was relevant. It what it the hurts. time to answer your question. Yeah. I'm sorry that devil, that have to be with you guys. Though. Yeah, I wouldn't bring that back to the United Center when you show up. Here. <laughs> I don't know. Me, I don't know, Dave. Maybe we're healed enough. I think, I think people are over well, it. Well, it's, it's old now, so I wouldn't even do it now. No, the, the the bear stick now is you you you're the quarterback uh-huh. of the Globetrotters on the basketball court, and you've got a Trubisky jersey on. <laughs> Your guy is standing thirty feet away, wide open, and uh-huh. you throw it over his head. That would be that the would be good. Trust oh, me, if you put that okay. in there, and I'll, I'll, bring I'll let highlight though. Highlight's coming to here. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to own that. Okay, so you're uh, you're doing the Emmys in uh, Chicago. You can it's streaming. I could watch it online. Uh-huh. Uh, some of the local newscasters and folks that produce TV here will get awards at the Swiss Hotel tomorrow. You and Ryan Dempster are the MCs of it. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And we're going to have a couple surprises. We're going to have a couple giveaways. Um, it should be a good time. You know, if, if you don't win a women, uh, uh, Emmy, hopefully you'll get a basketball or something. Yeah. Oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, I got 14 seconds. Did you say there was some other world record you're working on? Well, the team we just did, you know, yesterday was Guinness World Record Day, and we um, we did the longest underhand shot. It was almost full court by Hammer Harrison. It was amazing. So we, we got check us out. Go to HaltonGlobeTrials.com, and you can see everything we got going. Big Easy, thanks for coming to town. Thanks for having thanks. me. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, but keep doing what you guys are doing. I'm serious about that. It's 927. This is WGN. I'm looking at the Harlan Globetrotters page because I thought they lost once, and I don't know how, but I don't see any reference to that there. Well, well and when they were on Gilligan's Island, I'm trying to remember who won. <laughs> you remember that? You know what who was I, the bucket? It was something weird. The bucket? You mean where they on, on have Gilligan's the water? Island when they remember for the, the basket? Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island. I do yeah. remember that episode, yeah. but I don't remember the bucket gag per se. Did they uh, use a coconut? Well, I remember that. I know how the bucket gag went, but I don't remember that on that episode. You know the guys? I, I meant to ask Big Easy about this. Like I, I get his life. What fun! It's a lot of work, but he's got a great talent and passion for it. The guys who I don't understand are the generals, the Washington generals. I mean, I don't know what kind of life that is. You travel with the Globetrotters. You lose every night. You're the butt of the jokes. You're a good athlete. Those guys are basketball players. So I don't know what kind of a career that is. You know, They're that's actors. Just, I, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe yeah, that's actor how, athletes. You're compensated for your pain. And you do travel the world. I yeah. mean, I guess... They've been in 90 countries and 50 states, so two of the generals, right? It's 9.30. This is WGN. Eight thirty-nine, WGN, this is Sean Williams. Good morning. Hope you're having a good day and getting ready for a nice weekend. 
Steve Cochran will be back on Monday, I trust. Dave Bennett's here. I'm looking at Super Joe and Cash. Mary Vandeveld's here, the whole gang. Steve in the newsroom. Steve Bertrand's getting ready for the news at 10 o'clock. And then Steve will be on with Anna Devlantas for me from 1 to 3 o'clock this afternoon as I take the early shift for Steve this morning. Blackhawks had a real good game against Las Vegas, the Golden Knights. Now Nashville tomorrow night. Troy Murray joins us to talk a little bit about it. Troy, good morning. How are you today? John, how are you? Uh, really good. Um, let's let's start with that last game. What was the highlight for you? What have we learned? What's the hope coming out of uh, Vegas? I, I just thought overall it was great. I mean that that game could have been uh, <laughs> it could have been a disaster if you really look at setting up what was going on there. Vegas came off a, an unsuccessful road trip. They had a couple days at home. Uh, I'm very familiar with their head coach Gerard Gallant. He's a no nonsense type of guy. And, you knew Vegas was going to be ready to play coming back, and they, they, they've got a very um, energetic building. So it's a hard place to play for a visiting team. And the Blackhawks hadn't beaten Vegas uh, in their entire time since they've been in the league. So two quick goals by Vegas, and you're thinking, oh, no, here we go again. But that goal with Patrick Kane at 16 seconds after the uh, second Vegas goal certainly turned the tide and gave the Blackhawks a belief that they could be back in that game. And then I was just very impressed with the offensive output again. I mean, Patrick Kane is just red hot on fire. Kirby Doc had his first multi-point game, so a lot of good things happening. And great goaltending again from Corey Crawford in that one. Hey, Troy, good morning. The, uh, the Blackhawks have scored five goals in three of their last four games, but it it seems like they're getting more scoring chances now. What's changed enabling them to, to just generate more offense than we'd been seeing a week ago, two weeks ago? Dave, you know, they, they switched a little bit of what they're doing in their own end the ice defensively, uh, which frees them up to be more creative offensively as soon as they uh, get uh, pucks back and, and retrieve them. Um, they're playing a more possession-style game now rather than dump and chase, but that was really never the case. It just happened the way that was going, that there wasn't numbers coming through the neutral zone. So uh, they've been able to, to have a, a, a much better transition uh, from their own end of the ice to the offensive side of it. And then once they've been in the offensive zone, a lot of times, and I talk about this you know, on the air, that when the Blackhawks seem to be struggling scoring goals, they seem to be on the outside, on the perimeter too much and not attacking the net. Uh, they, they've created a lot going to the net, whether it's off the rush coming into the zone or once they get into the zone, having a better net front presence with players in front of the net and finding shooting lanes and getting pucks through and creating second and third opportunities. I'm kind of fascinated by the psychological thing. Like, we cannot seem to get past Las Vegas, and, and, and we did. But Vegas hasn't been in the league that long. Do you guys know how many games we're talking the, about? The, well, it was seven games going into the other night. Seven, yeah. right. They were 0-5-2 and two against them. Yeah. So it's not like it's the third 50 year. games, yeah. No, it wasn't like it's been forever, but um, you know, for for a team that plays a heavy game, and it just seems like the, the matchup hasn't been very good for the Blackhawks. For them to go in there into a really tough environment, knowing that Vegas um, is not happy as a team because they've lost a few games there, an opportunity for them to kind of regroup at home before that that game against the Blackhawks the other night, and just the way that they were resilient and, and being able to come back from a two nothing deficit, score five straight goals and then kind of hang on at the end with the control of the game, which was really nice to see. And I know that the players, um, I, I think there was a little bit of hesitation by the players going into that game, just 
because of the matchup and the, and the history of it. Um, but I think that going into tomorrow's game, hopefully um, what they did in, in Vegas, knowing that they played in a very tough building against a big, heavy team that's very aggressive, yeah. hopefully that's going to translate into a good performance against a team that absolutely dominated the Blackhawks last time that they were here in Nashville. Well, let's look forward then. Let's uh, talk about what's John's trying to downplay the win over Vegas. <laughs> ah, it's, that's a big deal. They've only been in the league for three years. <laughs> well, uh, what, what is your point, Dave? <laughs> Nothing. Go yeah. ahead. Well, I, I, I was wondering because my wife said to me, Brenda said, they beat Vegas. Like, it was know, a big deal. I, I think it was, but... Really? Was it that big a deal? Seven games? Okay. Sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Troy Murray, let's continue this conversation. John Williams in for Steve Cochran. By the way, we are also following in the WGN Radio Newsroom, the Marie Ivanovich uh, testimony. Uh, They've taken a break over there. I'll ask Steve to give us a little summary of what's happened so far. I noticed that the friendly fire from the Democrats and their attorney took place, and now the Republicans will get their turn after a somewhat lengthy break. But a little bit more about that in a little bit. Troy Murray's talking to us right now about the uh, Blackhawks' next game against the um, uh, Nashville Predators, correct? Tomorrow night correct. in Nashville. Yep. Yeah, yep. No, no, no. And, and so... Um, do you think that the the last game was a little bit of a pivot point? Are you optimistic that maybe they can sort of cash in on that? It's it's one game, but was there some momentum coming out of that that might kind of project them forward? Yeah, I, I hope so, and I think that's kind of the mindset here the last couple of days for the Hawks, knowing that they beat a very good team on their home ice, and it's a good challenge to, you know, to build off what they did there. They, they've gone on a nice little run here. The goaltending has been great. they still got to clean up a lot of areas in their own end of the ice, um, and, but it seems like right now the offense is clicking as long as you can score some goals and get good goaltending that you, you have a chance to beat these these teams that you look at that maybe in the standings and, and just the way that they're playing right now are better teams than the Blackhawks and Nashville is one of those teams. They're one of the elite teams in the Western Conference and this is always going to be a good challenge so use what you, you, you can out of that game against Vegas. Take that as a positive. Move into this one and feel good about yourself and, and be ready to play a tough game. Just about two weeks ago, Troy, the Blackhawks in Nashville, 51 shots on goal (laughs) by the Predators in that game. Do you think there'll be any lingering thoughts about that when they go in there tomorrow night? Did all of them go in, by the way? Did they make all Not all 51, no. No, no, because that would have been something. Well, the game was 3-0, but uh, Robin Leonard played amazing in that game. It, it, It wasn't the three nothing was flattering as far as the score to the Blackhawks. It wasn't even anywhere near that close. It should have been, you know, seven eight nothing without great goaltending in that game. So, if I'm a coaching staff, I certainly remind the players um, of what happened last game and use that as a motivating factor too, because that probably was the the the, the low point of the season, walking into that game and and just being destroyed embarrassed by um, Nashville and actually after after the game there was some clips from some of their players their goaltender who got a shutout said it was the easiest game that easiest shutout that he's ever had in the NHL so there was a lot of motivating factors coming out of that game that you were embarrassed and and they kind of were laughing at you so you know make sure that you use that as motivation coming in here is keeping that in your mind of what happened last time you know at the beginning of the season I asked your colleague John Weideman I said if if this team is better this year and they're going to go further this year, 
give me what a, a typical game is going to look like, the, the, the new and improved Blackhawks. And he said, we'd actually be better on the defensive end. And that he said a, a typical score that he was hoping for the Blackhawks was going to be 4-2, 4-3, something like that. Uh, that's not the way it's played out. You alluded to the defensive end a minute ago. Is, has that been what's been disappointing for us? I think that there's been um, some concern, yes, on the on the defensive side of it. When you just look at the, sometimes the shot total is a little deceiving. Um, are they high quality chances? Are they shots from the outside? But when you're giving up that many uh, shots against on a regular basis, you're you've got to do something better in your own end. And one of the things that they did this summer was address that. They went out and got Calvin DeHaan, who scored his first goal uh, as the Blackhawk last game. Ole Mott is a veteran defenseman. They'd won two cups in Pittsburgh. So they brought in some more experience, some more NHL minutes on, on the blue line there. Um, as it stands right now, it hasn't translated into, um, you know, keeping shots down and, and playing better defensively with some of the numbers. But all in all, I think that they're playing much better in their own end of the ice. They made a little tweak a week ago. Um, Jeremy Colleton has has switched a little bit of what they want to do in their own end of the ice. And and that's where the concern is. When you had Patrick Kane last year, Jonathan Taves having career years, uh, Dylan Strom comes and he has 51 points in 58 games for the Blackhawks. You look at Alex Dabrinkit in his second season, 41 goals. Uh, Brandon Saad is kind of a stabilizing fixture up front. You weren't concerned so much about the offense. Where you were concerned is how you could play better in your own end of the ice to, to help yourself. Uh, in the overall game, I think that's still a work in progress. And if they're going to if they're going to improve as a team, um, that part of the game has to continue to get better with the players that they have. Uh, real quick, Connor Murphy going to be back tomorrow night. Yeah. Yep, Connor Murphy is back. He's been looking good in practice here the last couple of games. And, you know, it's been a tough season for him. He missed the, the opening game in Prague against um, Philadelphia. He came back in, got banged up again. I think he's missed the last 11 games. So he, he was playing extremely well with Duncan Keith, and I don't know what the pairings are going to be moving into the game against Nashville. But um, I think it's a it's a big boost for the Blackhawks on the blue line. Adam Boquist, the young player who, who was called up only 19 years of age, um, he scored his first NHL goal. He has gone back to Rockford uh, to clear up that roster space for Connor Murphy to come back. And he's a veteran defenseman. He competes hard, and the Blackhawks are, are really going to be happy that he's back in. Nashville, tomorrow night, WGN Radio, Troy and John. Nice to talk to you, Troy. Uh, have a good trip, and uh, let's uh, keep this thing moving. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me on. You Thanks, bet, Troy. Troy Murray, sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Steve Grzanich strolled into the Studio A. He was monitoring the Ivanovich hearing or testimony before the House today. How did the morning session go? Well, um, John, the, the former ambassador has talked about how she has felt uh, threatened, uh, almost has uh, feared for her own physical safety after the smear campaign, as she has described it by the president and his attorney, Rudolph Giuliani. She's also opened another door talking about behind the scenes at the State Department. She says that this effort to create a back channel with Ukraine that uh, was undertaken allegedly by the president and Giuliani has created uh, what she calls a, uh, a 
crisis at the State Department. She says these corrupt interests have affected national security in that uh, nobody knows really uh, who's running the show or what's being done, what the main uh, goal of the United States foreign policy is there. She says the State Department has also been hollowed out from within by all of this uh, corruption and uh, these corrupt interests. Um, she's taking a break now. The Republicans are going to get their chance to question her uh, as the uh, impeachment hearing continues on uh, Capitol Hill. Uh, Representative De- Devin Nunes, the lead Republican, is likely to lead off the questioning. Uh, but uh, that's uh, the early going so, so far. So Devin, did, Devin didn't take his chance yet, huh? He took his opening statement. He talked about the uh, you know defending the president, uh, talking about some of the uh, transcripts that are being released. The president today has also released some transcripts on his Twitter account. Oh, I didn't notice that. I did notice his tweet where he said the president has the absolute right to appoint an ambassador or anybody he chooses mm-hmm. to serve, and that everywhere she went, it went badly. She was in Somalia. Right. How did that go? So he's painting her as a bad apple. Right. And he, the, so the transcript that he has requ- re- released is a, a phone call between him and uh, the Ukrainian President Zelensky shortly after Zelensky won. It's a phone call the president made from Air Force One. It's, the, it's not a transcript. It's a memorandum of that phone call. So that's out now, too. And that's part of what this break is right now so that everybody can go read those. And then it'll be an entirely different show when the Republicans get their attorney to do the questioning. And it will not be such friendly fire. Okay, thank you, Steve. You're welcome. From the WGN Radio Newsroom, it's 9.56. Dave Ennett, uh, Joe, uh, Mary, Steve, everybody, thanks for letting me play in the Steve Cochran Sandbox today. Thanks, this has sure. been fun. It was fun. Nice except, having you here. Except yeah, for the part where I didn't coming. sleep last night. You know how it is. <laughs> but you had fun. You watched Ellison. <laughs> all right, Bill. Hi, Wendy. Good morning. Hi, John. Good morning. morning. Nice to see you. So what's coming up on your show, kids? We have a local comedian and actress who's in a new Hulu show called Dollface. Little Esther, Esther Pavitsky, will be with us. And we'll talk rock and roll because there's a new rock and roll book with uh, all your classic favorites. Boy, is that in your wheelhouse. I know. Oh, that'll be fun. Have a good show.